Hey there, hi there, ho there, welcome back once again for another exciting episode of Disney Compendium Volume 31. I am your host, as usual, JJ. Over there, as always, my good friend Nick. Nick, how are you doing? Doing great, JJ. Uh, we happen to have both seen uh, the original and the, and the remake of this movie over yep. the past few weeks. Uh, so let's talk about Wishmaster, buddy. Yes. There's a part where a skeleton jumps out of a man's body, sure, and it's yeah. super gross. Um, I, uh, I, but no. I think before we get into that, we just need to actually talk about what this episode's really all about. And that, so the Enchantress cursed a child in Beauty. Okay, and the Beast? yeah. Uh, is that, is so, that what? so either the prince? Yeah. was eleven. Eleven, because the curse ends on his twenty-first birthday, yeah. and based on everything I looked online, the general consensus is that the movie takes place ten years after that, right. and we know that the rose ant drops off. At like during the course of this movie, so mm-hmm. so she cursed an eleven-year-old, and vis-a-vis because of that, uh, a, a newborn. newborn baby in Chip. Um, Chip's probably younger than ten, though. Yeah, yeah, he certainly seems that way. Did... Or 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 she froze time, which makes yeah. the twenty-first birthday thing completely and totally pointless. Yeah. It could just say 10 years. Yeah. Or it's just a cartoon and I'm just ruining it for myself for no apparently re- real reason at all. Yeah. <laughs> or, hear me out, Miss Potts procreated as, as a teapot. A, as a teapot? Yeah. With, with who? Cogsworth? <laughs> I'll allow it. Okay. Actually, we're here to talk about uh, the 31st Disney animated uh, uh, feature film coming out November 25th, just a month before Christmas, 1992. Aladdin. <laughs> Come on in, stop on by. Hop a carpet Hop and fly. <laughs> uh, you, they, we would say they'll cut off your ear if they don't like your face, but that part got edited out. That, they, they changed that part. Um, Almost, almost, almost instantly. Um, <laughs> the cassette still had it on there. I have the Disney Masterpiece Special Edition, which is these big, massive box sets that Disney put out for um, uh, their Masterpiece videos. So it comes with a CD, a VHS, a making of VHS, a lithograph, a behind-the-scenes book and everything. And the CD is the original... Uh, take cut of that song too so uh the, the version of on this of this movie that i have on cd has the original lyrics for arabian nights which unedited is, yeah it's Aladdin, uh, raw and uncut yeah so i mean like this movie opens up this is one where you just can jump because we we're starting at the beginning with this because it starts off with that song it starts off with yeah. the arabian night song and it is yeah. where it went from the original version is um, where they'll cut off your ear if they don't like your face. It's barbaric, but hey, it's home. Right. To where it's flat and immense and the heat is intense. It's barbaric, but hey, it's home. 
still still vaguely racist uh, yeah calling, calling the middle east barbaric uh, you know the people and the people there basically barbaric but um less the movie so itself by, is vaguely racist yeah yeah it, it, yeah <laughs> or even really vaguely even is like mm. the uh the so when we watch this movie you watch yeah. it i think when did you watch it, a few days ago uh, I would have watched it yesterday. Yeah, probably. I, I watched it like well, a week ago. This yeah. maybe just miss Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's absolutely killing it. And this is him. This is like peak Robin Williams at this point. Um, like he's like cut his uh, name out in yeah. film and everything. You know, he's had some massive successes and uh, not so successes. So I think toys. Mm-hmm. Would have already been out by now, or about to come out. Man, I, I, I think the year before he did a hook. Yeah. So, so this is like Mrs. This is not Mrs. Doubtfire era. Yeah, <laughs> but it's close. Yeah, but it's but it's like post Good Morning Vietnam. You know? Yeah. So it's like you know you're you're in a good. You're He's good, got his you're, Oscar. You're, yeah, you're you're in your peak Robin Williams. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. So yeah. So yeah. It starts off with the song Arabian Nights. Sung by Robin Williams. Uh, sung by Robin Williams, and then you're introduced to the old peddler, which is again Robin Williams, um, where he's. What sort of, are you buying? Yeah, yeah. Stranger, we got a lot of great deals for this stranger. <laughs> ah, I'll buy that for a nice. I have my price. I don't need these red herbs, sir. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, so um, we can also talk side by side because I know we both also just saw the live action remake of Aladdin. Yeah, saw it last and, week, I, and you saw it yesterday. I saw it Friday. Friday. Yeah. So yeah, so side by side, we could sort of talk about it a little bit and some of the because I was sort of like it, it is impressive how <clears throat> um, similar, but also wholly different, like. They are like yeah. All the plot beats are exact are still there, right. but they kind of take a different road to them in a lot of cases. Yeah, um, there might be there might be a little bit of a spoiler at the beginning of the live action one. Yeah, I'm like absolutely, but I but mean, it, if you don't see if you don't see that thing coming a mile away, then I don't know tell you. But yeah, but at the same time. I think this is cool touchdown if you haven't seen the Aladdin remake. Like we're going to be talking about it. Just yeah. It's fresh in our minds. Um Spoilers, I guess. Yeah, spoiler alert. But really the only thing that really changes too much is sort of how they go about the finale. Yeah, and genie's life after being a genie. Yeah. Um yeah, so but every but most of the, the 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 road is just a more scenic route in the live action version, yeah. I guess. Um but yeah, with dancing. Yeah. So, and so you were So the peddler is the one sort of introducing you to the story. Yeah. Um, I think both of these do a really good way of sort of like, like the reasoning behind it being a musical is essentially you are being told the story from the perspective of in this original ver in this original Disney animated one the, the point of view of the peddler. You're introduced with a song. He's like, he greets you with a song. He's trying to lure you into his bazaar. Yeah, and now he's and now he when he's telling the story, he's got a song too because that's just how he is. 
Um, and in the remake, you're introduced to Will Smith on a boat with a, with a family. Right. And explaining, like, and the kids wanting to hear the story of Aladdin, basically. Um, and so it, it starts off with him breaking into a song, and then you cut into, like, uh, what's going on. Except I think it was cool how the Arabian Nights in the live action one is cut with the Jafar stuff. Yeah. Um, it's like setting off the first um, experiment into the Cave of Wonders while this Arabian Nights song is playing. Yeah, where, it's, instead, it, where instead you're introduced to it um, after the song in the cartoon. Yeah, they they kind of cut right to it. Like, okay, here, this is what happened. This guy's not the diamond in the rough. Yeah, uh, Frank Walker still the Cave of uh, Wonders. Yeah, great. Like, yeah, yeah, you could tell. Like, it's the same. Like, he doesn't change anything. Good uh, for you, Megatron. Yeah, I was Frank Walker. Uh, you see his name pop up because it's just like his. You know, his money zone is like sort of inanimate. Gravel voiced. Grumbling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Frank Welker, for you guys don't know, is the voice of Cave of Wonders in both the lads, but also more uh, more notably for me and JJ, he's Megatron. Megatron, exactly. Yeah. The uh, G1 Megatron. Yes. <laughs> not. Um, not the not not Michael Bay Megatron. Who's, uh, Doesn't he do Starscream in that movie though? I think he does, and like I can't. I remember like in the first one, Megatron is Hugo Weaving. Yeah, yeah, it is. I don't know if he was that in the sequels, but yeah, well, Hugo wouldn't even come back for Infinity War. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's funny. Like, spent a lot of time like making Hugo Weaving like not appear on screen or like not yeah. look like Hugo Weaving like he's the Red Skull so through 90% of the movie he's nice like not doesn't look like Hugo Weaving <laughs> or being for Vendetta he's in a mask he's never guy. Hugo Weaving yeah he never gets to be he's, Hugo yeah. he's only really Hugo Weaving in the Matrix and Lord of the Rings movies yeah yeah like everything else, it's just like we gotta cover Hugo weaving up whenever we're. <laughs> he might scare children, but that yeah. voice, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, so yeah, we 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 get the introduction to Jafar and right. him trying to get the lamp. Um, I don't understand the Iago situation with him, where Iago's trying to pretend to not be completely fully sentient i guess like yeah like it's the weird um in the live action aladdin it's he's just a regular old parrot i mean yeah. like he he clearly has a little more um like uh, vocabulary yeah vocabulary and he's he's got a he, he's smart i mean like yeah. he's able to he's able to do more than just repeat back but he still is mostly just repeating back like he's well, repeating he's... like he's repeating back <laughs> he said but like that, that he's supposed to be repeating back like diamond in the rough, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But like, but that's a way of him alerting him. It was like, Hey, there's somebody here that you could probably use. He's not. Yeah. So it's, well, it's, it's a, yeah. In the vein of transformers, he is laser. Beak. Yeah. That's <laughs> good. Oh my God. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's 100% laser beak. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, that, yeah, that was, we're dorks, people. We're, yeah, uh... yeah he's, he's 100% laser beak, where he really is just sort of like, yeah, sound, Jafar's sound, just sending him out <laughs> into, into yeah. Agrabah to yeah. 
uh, scout for whatever. To yeah, uh, the guy that plays Jafar in the live action one is fantastic. Yeah, um, he's he plays like kind of evil dirtbag. Yeah, like your introduction to him is legit just killing a guy. Like yeah, like he just kicks him down. Like well, then you're no use to me anymore. And he kicks a dude down a well. Yeah, like, like you know, I this forgot. is Sparta. Yeah, yeah, just Sparta's him, right? Yeah, just Gerard Butler's him right into the well. Um, yeah. I they didn't do the um, the beetle charm. The, no, but he's like he already knows where the Cave of Wonders is. Uh, right when you meet him in the live action one, but in the I, in the cartoon, you get the scarab charm where he has half of it and his little grunt. Uh, that was looking for it, found the other half, puts it together, it goes flying off, they chase after it, and it reveals where the Cave of Wonders is. That's the second level of the game. <laughs> yep. And so, you know, he, send, he sends the grunt down there, but he dies because he needs it to be a pure soul, pure heart and diamond in the rough. Don't touch the treasure and all that stuff. So, um, so yeah. I, I will, yeah. I will tell you one thing I did like more in the live action movie regarding Jafar is that he's like in the live action version, he, you know, he's like, I used to be a thief. Yeah. He establishes that pretty quick. Like he used to be much like Aladdin. Yeah. But he just took a different path. And in the yeah. Disney versions, never the live, the cartoons never and like told how he moves up the ranks. Yeah. You don't know how he got there, but I mean, like he's a, you know, he's a sorcerer. He's a right. wizardly guy. So I, I'm assuming I'm assuming manipulation and everything gets him up to yeah. that. Um, but, yeah, but um, so yeah, so now you're introduced in the cartoon to um, Aladdin. Right. Um, so what, or is it not, it's not Aladdin first. Do you go to the Sultan and Jasmine first trying to get to I think I think it might be the Sultan and Jasmine first in the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, in the cartoon. Yeah. So you get like, yeah, it's like you have to be a prince. <laughs> Why? Because Jasmine, it's the law. Um, they they cover some of that ground better in the yeah. live action one. Um, but yeah, so you know you're introduced to the whole like, yeah, this is she has to marry a prince. And, you know, Jafar is doing his thing out there. <laughs> and yeah. when you finally um, meet Aladdin, um, this is where you get the first, not the first, but like the one of the first actual like main event, like musical numbers. One um, jump ahead of the bread line. Yeah. Um, and it's a great song. It like really yeah. establishes the character very, very well. Um, him just sort of sneaking around trying to escape the guards as he's trying to get away with the bread that he stole. Yeah. Ulti- uh, ultimately gives it to children. Yeah. And, like and in the live it? yeah. Dates. Uh, in the live yeah, in the live action one it's dates and they have to basically the same joke of like Abu taking a bite, like, no, this is mine. Uh, well he he gives it to him because they were bad dates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, but also Aladdin, like, he didn't steal the dates. He just stole stuff to get the dates. Yeah. Um, and He's also, stuff. Also, also the uh, one, 
one jump song takes place during the Princess Jasmine getaway sequence. Yeah. Um, like doesn't like in the live action one, not in the cartoon. And the cartoon is just the introduction of Aladdin, and then after the song's over, you know, you you then you meet Jasmine. That's how it is. You get the one jump song, then you meet like Jasmine and the Sultan are arguing, and that's when she decides she's going to run away. Yeah, in the live action one, Jasmine's already out of the castle. Yeah, Jasmine's already out of the castle. And she's just sort of out there to. Uh, um, experience the world outside the castle walls. Mingle with her people. And it does the same thing. They, she takes food for a hungry kid. It leads to, you know, a a disturbance. (laughs) Yeah. And um, so Aladdin uh, helps uh, Jasmine escape. I, I think the cartoon uh, I like the I like how quickly Jasmine just sort of plays along with Aladdin's ruse with like the she thinks she thinks Sultan's the monkey. <laughs> it's my crazy sister. Yeah, yeah, and she's like yeah, and she's animated really well in that scene where she's kind of all eyed. Yeah, <laughs> and like we gotta go. Oh, we gotta go to the doctor. Oh, hello, doctor, to the camel. Yes. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good goof, and she, I like the way that she plays into it very fast um so um in the cartoon you're now as aladdin's escaping with jasmine back to his place jafar is trying to find who the diamond in the rough is so he uses his crazy magic with iago peddling a (laughs) instrument yeah to uh to learn who the diamond in the rough is um, and sees that it is Aladdin. That's who he should be looking for. Yeah. So he sends his guards out to capture Aladdin. Who and, also the palace guards, I guess. Yeah, but like not because like it, it's more explained in the live action one where like they are on Jafar's take. Yeah, like they're his men, not the palace men. But like yeah. his man, yeah. Hakeem is not on the tape, though. Yeah, so it's like the palace guards are different because Jafar has been tasked to uh, keep uh, keep order in Agrabah. So that's those are his men. So it's like he's right. almost like he's you know he's the police chief. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, so Aladdin gets captured. Jasmine tries to free him using her like I am the princess kind of thing like oh well it's like well take it up with Jafar because we're on his orders the sultans so Aladdin gets captured and Jasmine you know goes to Jafar and Jafar tells her that uh, oh well we, he's been beheaded like we executed him <laughs> because he was kidnapped the princess uh, it's like I wasn't kidnapped well it's too bad he's been beheaded so now she's devastated because you know, he was a sweet kid. You know. The uh, the dynamic between Jafar and Jasmine is different. Yeah. Um, in the cartoon, he's very much like infatuated with Jasmine. Yeah. Like he's and in, in the live action one, he's like he sees her as kind of an annoyance. Yeah. And maybe yeah. as a means to an end eventually, but like yeah, like, uh... yeah, yeah. But um, so. It's uh so yeah, but what you find out is um he's in the dungeon, obviously. Yep. 
Um, and that's when a crazy old man in the dungeon uh, it, it explains the story to Aladdin of how to get out of here and how, what, like, if you want to impress the princess, like, we can get you rich. I just yeah. need a, I just need a young man to help me out. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of missed that part live action one. Yeah, but I think I missed the part. But I think Jafar's plan is more sound. Yeah, that's true. Than the live action one. It's it's a much better um, idea of like like because he's not coming across as trying to be deceitful to him. He's coming across as like, look, I was a thief too, and shows him off by showing that he stole the bracelet or the hairpin or something. I forget which. Yeah, but he, he pickpockets Aladdin. Yeah, and it's just showing like I was a thief too, and you know there's a way out of this life and I can help you. Um, I know a thing or two about a thing or two. So if you help me, I can help you. And I, it, it, it makes much more sense that way. Like, you know, Aladdin just being trapped in a dungeon and this crazy old man. <laughs> yeah. Like it makes, it makes less sense to just play along with it. I mean, but I mean, you're getting out like yeah. exposed that you can get out and shows you how. Um, but once you're out, you really don't have to do anything. And the fact that you're believing that this old man is going to lead you to treasure is kind of silly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I guess he is desperate and he's poor. So yeah, he's, he's like, what, what else? Do you, what options does he have? Yeah. So they go out to the cave of wonders, and uh, you know, Aladdin does the whole step up to the cave of wonders, say who you are. Diamond in the rough, you know, can do it. Just don't touch any treasure but the lamp. Touch nothing but the lamp. Yes. <laughs> and then curse Starscream. Uh, <laughs> Starscream, you moron. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you get into the, so you get into the Cave of Wonders. Um, that's a bad name. <laughs> the it, cave of wonders. I mean, what's... There's no wonder except for the treasure. Yeah, there's like there's a singular wonder. Yeah. Uh, um, and it's yeah, it's this. Uh, <laughs> so it's a, uh, cave of lava. That's what it yeah. is. I like I like the uh, in. Oh, let me get to it. Say uh, so. Uh, yeah, this is where you find the uh, the magic carpet almost almost instantly. Uh, you know, Abu in both versions is just immediately smitten by all treasure. Yep. And it's a constant threat to Aladdin's well-being in this scenario. Um, they, but, they find magic carpet and Steppenwolf kicks in. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do like that. So when they find magic carpet in the live-action one, he's trapped under the rock. Yeah. And that's just something that happens by happenstance later on in the animated one. So it's just like right. same scene, different route. Um, so like uh, I don't know how interacting with the carpet doesn't count. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's in the it's in the cave of wonders, and it's theoretically a treasure. Yeah, like it is a magic lamp. But because like, it's sentient, maybe I guess who knows. Yeah, um, but it also but has carpet. Also... Been... Sorry, has oh, carpet no, been trapped under the rock the whole time? <laughs> Just waiting for Aladdin to show up. I yeah, basically as far as yeah. we can tell. Um. So you have the uh, yeah the magic carpet uh, it's like is there and it, they, the carpet is phenomenally animated yeah. like it yeah. has a, it has emotion 
for a carpet. Like, yeah. you can actually feel it. Like, you know, the little tassels have animation, posture, and everything. Like, it's, I'm impressed with the carpet's animation. You tell when he's happy, when he's downtrodden. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're like, so when they meet the lamp in the cartoon, they're like, hey, do you know where the magic lamp is? Yeah, I know where the magic lamp is, and <laughs> leads them off to it. Um, no, I mean, there's not much drama in the, like, Aladdin is focused. He's not trying to get, he's not going to touch any of the treasure. He's going straight for the lamp. He walks up the 10,000 stairs to the lamp. Yep. Uh, getting his cardio in for the day. And, Swaps uh, a sandbag for the lamp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, goes up there, gets the lamp, and and as he's getting the lamp, Abu is going for a gem. The carpet is trying to stop him. Doesn't work. Abu gets the jewel, and uh, all hell literally breaks loose. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the Cave of Wonders is now cursing at him. <laughs> telling him the, the lava escape happens where you have to like push up and then down and then the middle. That whole level is just a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's I, I can't remember. It's easier in the Super Nintendo version. <laughs> oh, you mean the worst version? <laughs> I will fight anybody who tells me different. So, so you have, so yeah, you're getting, so yeah, now it's an escape scene. Uh, everything, I like the effect of when the lava starts coming out and it starts yes. melting the statue. Yeah. Uh, this scene, this, the whole escape scene, um, makes heavy use of CG. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, oh, yeah. Like, like you're kind of blown away. Like, I, I, watching it, it's like, oh, the Cave of Wonders is completely CG. Like, yeah. Like, I kind of forgot that the Cave of Wonders is completely CG. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's completely CG. And then the escape scene is 100% CG. Like, like it's three-dimensional CG in some instances. Like, it looks like a, like a really fun ride. Yeah, like, it looks like some, it looks like a Star Tours kind of thing. Yes. Simulator yeah. ride. Yeah. Where, yeah, so, yeah, they're zipping through corridors. It's like the, uh, it's like that one level in Star Fox. Right. Uh, Star Fox 64, the Egyptian escape thing, where you're like, right yeah, Aladdin has to shoot Andros's floating brain. Yeah. <laughs> it's only if he took the hard path. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, Wait, why would you not go the hard path? Because <laughs> you just, you just, you just had to get in there to kill some time. You're just taking them. I haven't seen this yeah. these levels in a while, so I'll go this way. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so as he gets to the escape, uh, it's the whole. It plays out exactly the same, except without the whole old man shtick in the live action yeah. one, where it's like, you know, it's like he's about to make it out. It's like, give me the lamp, and he's like fine here's the lamp and then yeah then he's you know betrays aladdin but uh thanks to, yeah but thanks to abu uh you know uh jafar's attempt to murder aladdin is thwarted and abu gets the lamp back although you don't know that right away um, you know it in the live action one because you see it happen yeah but in the cartoon they keep it kind of a secret um, but yeah, he so pickpockets Jafar. He pickpockets Jafar and gets the lamp, and so you, uh, so Aladdin's trapped in there. Jafar doesn't have the lamp, and he's, you know, they're both screwed essentially at this point. Um, Jafar just, Jafar just wants. I, it's unclear what Jafar wants in the cartoon. Like, 
just power, just sort of like yeah, just just like non-directional power, just power in general. Um, he, I, yeah, he just he's just like it, it just, I, I wouldn't say it, ambitious, but like just yeah. In the uh, live-action one, he very clearly just wants to control Agrabah. Yeah, like that's all he wants. Like it's his goal is to be sultan by like just in any way, shape, or form, like take over. Um, so like that, you know, it, so Jafar has a little more direction in his cause. Yeah, uh, but also just being a megalomaniacal madman in the cartoon works too. I'm not saying one's better than the other because he just wants the lamp because it can give him whatever he wants, whatever yeah, that he, may be, and what he feels like at the time. <laughs> It, it also like I mean yeah he's more focused in the live action one but also he's thinking smaller like yeah you have a genie the lamp dude yeah like, uh, yep, this is one little town I, there, there is I'm gonna, something I, the, when we get to the end I'm like I, I, some weird stuff that could have gone differently yeah. um so yeah now um, Aladdin's trapped in the cave of wonders um. Never do we ever actually see that there's anything written on the lamp. So it's like it seems like there's something written on here, and tries polishing it out so you can read it. But as far as we can tell, there's never any hint that there's anything written on the lamp in any version of this. So it was just an excuse. Like, how do we get him to rub the lamp by accident, like to free the genie the first time? And that was just like the easiest way of doing it. <laughs> he whoever wields this lamp shall, if yeah. he be worthy. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, he tramps. Tramps. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that. <laughs> he tramps around. He tramps around. He's, he is a tramp. Yeah, a tramp. Because yeah, I, I, I was thinking, like, so he's trapped and rubs lamp, and that was just sort of okay. Like it, that one sentence combined into just one word. Uh, Aladdin loves trend. lamp. Yeah. He loves lamp. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, he frees the genie by rubbing. Right. Um, and this is where you introduced to the uh, the just for the rest of the movie just takes complete control of that screen and probably genie. First appearance. It's basically thirty five minutes into this movie. Yeah. Uh, which like oh yeah that's right he didn't come into this and this is only like an hour and a half so like you know you only get an you get you get about an hour a little less than an hour of genie time but he's all you want to see from this point forward yeah from this point forward is genie 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 so he's instantly out of the lamp uh just throwing out lines left and right pop culture references that make no sense in it <laughs> yep um and it must have been insane to try to for the animators, like, oh god, yeah, to to it, like, uh, oh boy, oh boy. yeah, <laughs> but um, so yeah, so this is where you get uh, the introduction of the genie with um, also one of your favorite lines in this whole segment is the uh, infinite cosmic power, <laughs> limit space. Yep. <laughs> um, one thousand years can give you such a crick in the neck. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. So, yeah, you're introduced to the genie. You're introduced to the rules of the lamp. He breaks into, like, one of the most, like, fantabulous songs they've ever <laughs> written. For po- possibly the most fun Disney song, in my I, opinion. Yeah, it's absolutely one of the most fun Disney songs. The, um, the, the You Never Had a Friend Like Me. Right. And 
it is a hoot of a song and robin yeah. williams robin williams is just giving it his all yeah and you can only assume that there's like eight thousand takes of this song <laughs> I, I i like his i like his use of inflection like with his voice because he'll like change things like, we pride ourselves on service <laughs> yeah you're the boss the king the shah yeah. yeah like like he changes accent he changes how he's singing like constantly like like it, it's so good it's so fun um i do like the will smith version i think it's really good it is good uh, there, there's obviously less they can do with yeah. actual people yeah and somebody with like Will Smith doesn't have the like overabundance of personality that no had. Um, but <laughs> you can tell he's having fun though. Yeah. Are you blowing in my ear for a reason? <laughs> Sorry, I was moving. But <laughs> <sighs> yeah. um, edit that part out. Yeah. <laughs> Go back in. <laughs> what sir? Like I've, I've edited like three episodes in the history of it, and one of them is because I cursed. <laughs> I think I another one was because you cursed. <laughs> there you go. That so, sounds good. And, and I think the only other time is where we lost, uh, like we lost audio feed completely. Yeah, that would that would have been insert Those, episode name here. Yeah, the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Mr. Black. Um, So, yeah, so you get the... And I think Aladdin's uh, ruse of getting out of the Cave of Wonders is much better in the cartoon than live action. Because in the cartoon, it's just him, like, playing with Genie's ego. Like, like, oh, I don't know. It's like, it seems all a little too good. Like, I bet you... You can't even get us out of this cave, and you know. So, genie um, immediately just like, "Oh yeah, I'll show you." <laughs> get some other cave in I, the live action one. He, it's a technicality. Yeah, because they they establish in the live action one that you have to actively be rubbing the lamp. Yeah. To make the wish, which and then say I wish. And say I wish, but you have to sort of say I wish. They they sort of establish that in the cartoon too, but it's the whole hands on the lamp. You have to be rubbing it part. So right. they sort of through some sleight of hand in the live action one, like Abu takes the lamp as he's making like. So I could say like I wish to get us out of this cave or whatever, and you can, you know, right. and so it gets him out of the cave and like, well, I wasn't actually rubbing the lamp. They rewind the footage and uh, of the movie, and I was like, oh, all right, well, you, you got, you got me. me. But we're not doing this game anymore. And they both say that, like, in this, like, all right, it's cheap, but you got me this one time, but we're yep. going to play this by the books from here on out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you get now, now you're uh, uh, actually getting ready to introduce his first wish. Yeah. Um, in the cartoon, it's they go to an oasis, which is cool. Uh, they're just kind of in the middle of the desert. <laughs> yeah, live action one, far less, far less appealing location for this to be taking place. Um, but yeah, so uh, Aladdin trying to figure out what his first wish is asks the genie, like, I don't know what to wish for. What would you wish for? Right. And that's where you get the genie explaining in both of them, like, oh, nobody's ever asked me that before. 
uh, I guess I wish her my freedom, you know, that kind of thing. But it plays out pretty much. Both these, both the live action and the cartoon play out virtually identically. Like with, I, with very similar line delivery. Yeah. I, I do like that the genie, the Will Smith genie, kind of kind of steers him away from power a little bit. Like, hey, yeah. man, I know this is how this goes. Yeah. He, he plays like he, he likes Aladdin. Like you could tell that like because Aladdin asked him, like, well, what would you wish for? Kind of yeah. thing. Like so you can tell he's like, I kind I like this kid. He's just young and brash. So he he sort of he sort of steers him into like there's a like the monkey paw situation, right? Like, you know, for anyone that's not familiar with the monkey paws, you know, make the wish on the monkey paw. And it's like, yeah, your wish will come true, but if you're not specific enough, there's always going to be like an outcome that undesired outcome of it. You know, the so, turkey's a little dry. The turkey's a little dry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and he said, so then he like, and he goes in even further detail in the live action one. Like, yeah, he's explaining. He's like, listen, I know how this works. Like, you want money, and it's never enough. So then you want more, you know, that kind of kind of stuff. Um, but like when he's like, now when you say, make me a prince, I can make you a prince, and like snaps his fingers, and a prince like teleports yeah into the, into the view, and so so you know he's explaining the rules like with this with um in the cartoon it's just it's just a very simple like you know like could you make me a prince because he was going to ask to make because like he wasn't going to ask for jasmine to fall in love with him because that's one because you yeah. can't the rules are like can't uh, can't wish for more wishes bring anybody uh, back from the dead can't bring back anyone back from the dead and you can't make anyone fall in love with you yeah um i do like in the cartoon where he does a little peter Lorre impression yeah yeah, yeah, he's constantly doing character impressions. Yeah, in, in this, and and I just feel like it's one of those things like we can't stop him. Uh, like, yeah, he's just gonna keep doing it. Like nobody told him to be uh, Groucho Marx, but here he oh. is he's coming out there as Groucho Marx. So you know, it's like did did we say come out there and be Ed Sullivan? No, we didn't, there's no. nowhere in the script that says be Ed Sullivan, but there he is being an Ed Sullivan character. Just now we have to animate him as Ed Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> I, you have to wonder like how much like you said they probably did multiple takes yeah. like how much like oh man we just can't put all of that in yeah i was like we appreciate it but like we just yeah we can't uh we appreciate the effort robin but we just can't uh and to think about how <laughs> how little he made for this movie like <laughs> like he's all in and his paycheck for the movie was only seventy five thousand dollars that's there's a reason he wasn't in the second movie because <laughs> yeah. uh, he took to as sort of a yeah he he, he he did the union minimum to work on this movie um we'll get to that in a little bit because there's a lot to talk about with some of this stuff so yeah so he wishes to become a prince and in the cartoon it's just like can you make me a prince and he's going through the the book um with 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 the sebastian cameo yeah, uh, there's a couple of Disney cameos in this. You have a Sebastian cameo in this scene. There's a Pinocchio cameo earlier. He makes a he's about to make a Dumbo reference in a couple of minutes when he turns uh, uh, Abu into an elephant. Um, so, uh, some of the Sultan's toys. One of them's Beast. Yeah, um, he's wearing a goofy hat at the end. Um, so there's yeah, there's a lot of Disney jokes in here. Just like this movie breaks a lot of Disney rules. <laughs> yeah. And it's better for it, obviously. I think, but um, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so he becomes uh, 
so yeah, he wishes to be uh, a prince. Uh, and this is now you're about to you're bef in the cartoon before you're introduced to Prince Ali. Uh, you get uh, Jafar um, thinking about like how to go forward from here. You know, he needs yeah. He wants more power. And where Iago um, suggests, why don't you marry Jasmine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, their relationship, Iago and Jafar's relationship is kind of fun in this because they really get along. Like, <laughs> yeah, two, 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 two like disagreeable characters. and Yeah, it's like they get along and they make each other like laugh and they like, you know, <laughs> they're, like they're, they're chummy with one another. <laughs> we sure are evil, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of interesting because you're so used to the villains sort of having their uh their lackey be sort of abused, you know, like whether it be like in next week's movie, the hyenas getting, you know, just sort of being constantly abused by Scar or whatever, you know, you get right. Yeah, you're so used to the lackey being, you know, in part of an abusive. Is that little really goblin <laughs> from Black Cauldron. Yeah, Black Cauldron things exactly. Um, but like, no, it's a pretty like symbiotic relationship that they have going on. Like, like they really seem to get along. Like, like they get in arguments, but like, yeah, <laughs> they're really getting along. Um, so so he's like, like I love your evil mind, <laughs> the way your twisted evil mind works. Like, it's a good idea. We're gonna uh, do that. I'm gonna marry Jasmine. A, a little quick aside about Iago, uh, you know, and the animated version which we're talking about. Yeah. Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. Uh, problematic person. Problematic person um, these days. Uh, and then this, and the live action, Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. Uh, who, uh, He's a leaf on the wind. Yeah. <laughs> he was... Um, oh, what's the android, in, uh, the droid in uh, Rogue One? I forget, like, KS. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's him as well. Like, oh, well, he's in bed with Disney totally now. Yeah. Um, um, Iago in the live action one, as we said earlier, is more bird than sort of. Yeah. So it's funny that it's him because it's like I am Groot, where it's like, yeah, he's saying the lines, but did it have to be? <laughs> it could have just been Frank Welker and yeah. never known anything. Like, you don't recognize that that's who it is in the movie as you're watching it until the credits roll. And you're like, oh, really? All right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had an IMDb like, after I got out, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Jafar has his evil plot in, in motion. Uh, he comes to the uh, Sultan uh, with, like, the town charter. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just thinking, the, I'm thinking of the episode of The Simpsons where they bring the town charter in with Wiggum. <laughs> D ducks do have to wear pants. <laughs> exactly. He gets a, a ham or whatever. Like, yeah. Um, but like basically saying like, okay, so, uh, if she doesn't find a, uh, if, if like, if a prince isn't found then like, or agrees to any of them, then that's the king's decision. And then like, it defaults to whatever his title is to the king already yeah. it's <laughs> so, okay i'll help you out man i'm doing it for you sultan yeah i'm doing it for you sultan i'll marry ja jasmine if you need to. i <laughs> i do like the scene afterwards when like he like when the sultan kind of falls for prince ali 
Like you won't. It's like it's like well, goodness for you. You won't have to marry Jasmine after all. Like, yes. Yeah, but um, I ever feel like like at some point in history, like like um, uh, Tim Curry was like <laughs> to be supposed to be Jafar. Yeah, because they. they like he's kind of animated, kind of like him a little bit. Yeah. Like it's like it seems like he has a bit of like some of that screen presence that like yeah, Tim Curry probably could have been cast at this at some point. Like the uh, I don't know. It might have been too overwhelming to have Tim Curry's voice and Gilbert Gottfried's voice bouncing off each other, working together, a buddy movie. Yeah. Yeah. Over that, like, like overstimulated a little bit like ah and then just like in, in like 30 seconds you're gonna get just more robin williams on screen yeah. like, it's like just, people just, just try just, to top each other yeah just just powerful personalities all at once um but uh i do remember the line of i'm so upset i'm molting i'm um, molting that yeah. was like a catchphrase in the universe for like yeah. a year. People were saying that, like if they got angry, that was what they were doing. It's like it permeated pop culture in such a weird way. <laughs> um, it, it was in the trailer too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So now uh, after all of Jafar's plan is made uh, known, uh, you are introduced to uh, Prince Ali. Um, Fabulous he, Ali remember with Prince Ali uh, song. Um, in the live action one, they change it so Ali, so uh, it's Prince Ali, like of Ababa, yeah. as opposed to it just being it, it's his name. Yeah, too. It's Ali Ababa, yeah. and in the live action one, it's Ali of Ababa. So yeah. <laughs> the kingdom is Ababa. Um, I don't. I, I still don't understand. It's like the curse. Like he wished to be a prince, not to be be princely. Like well, I theoret- think maybe theoretically, his wish should have created a kingdom somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Where did all these people come from? Kind of thing. So yeah. Um, I was waiting for a gag when he said he wanted to be prince. Like he, he's just he dressed in all purple. It's just prince. Yeah. Yeah, in either version, it would have played out well too. Like, like in the Disney version, it would have made sense because that's what, or well, like even like, or like when he was doing the um, in the most in the live action one, he goes through a lot of different costumes for him. Yeah, um, like at, if at some point it was like the prince, like purple velvet. Uh, yeah, with rough <laughs> ruffles and. Ruffles and yeah, and, and, and Jerry Curl or something, you know. <laughs> like, uh, but no, yeah, they they never touched down on that uh, at all. Um, it's an easy joke, and they didn't go for it. And I no. guess I respect it in that sense. Andy um, and, and, and so the Animaniacs nailed it later on. Yeah, like the Animaniacs made the one Prince joke in a cartoon that will ever work. <laughs> and, and, it, and, and it's it's questionable then. It's questionable now. Yeah. Oh yeah, a filthy joke then, filthy joke now. Yep, and we'll never be filthy. Um, and we're and we're not going to say it. You're just going to no. Nope. That one, I would see it. Um. So yeah, Prince Ali, Mighty Ali Ababa. You uh, uh, you told me that you like the 
that there's something lost in the live action version. Yeah. And I think you're right. I don't think like th- there was the clip that came out before the movie came out and it c- comes across as like wholly soulless. Um, I don't think in the final version it comes across as soulless. I think the longer, the deeper you get into that song and it starts amping up a little more and more. Yeah. Uh, it gets life to it. But like you do lose something with Robin Williams doing his changing voices and everything. And yeah. The sort of exuberance of having it be a cartoon and he's constantly changing into other characters and other animals and doing all sorts of different things. And what, like, like, what am I... One of my favorite moments of the song and it's the stupidest moment and it just, for whatever reason, it stuck out with me the most. It's when he does the 100 bad guys with swords. Yeah. <laughs> kid. Yeah. For a second, yeah, he fought the Galvin Hordes. My, my favorite one is always it is is still this day like when he does like the Rose Parade announcers, yeah. Because like as somebody who watches like the Macy's Parade, the Rose Parade every year, yeah. like that's totally like I forget her name, oh. but like he yeah. very much nailed those two people. Nailed, he nailed that completely. Yeah. Um, you, you don't get any of that. I mean, at best in the live action one, he he goes basically in drag. Yeah. Which is the same. In the cartoon, Jeannie becomes a woman in the in the balcony uh, for uh, a couple of lines of the song, and Will Smith does the same thing uh, yeah. in this one. And that's the only time you sort of really get that from the Jeannie. He doesn't really he doesn't really present himself very differently. Like he's like this the human Jeannie, and that's it. <laughs> like yeah. he doesn't like disguise himself as anything else, but like. You know, in the cartoon, he's constantly changing and constantly doing something else. Like he turns into the bee later on. Yeah. And, you know, all kinds of like all the celebrity stuff and all that stuff. But like yeah. the the live action one's more of a Mardi Gras parade. Yeah. With a lot of confetti. Yeah. Like, you like the scene where he's like trying to get the Sultan, like we're waiting for you. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Because in the cartoon, like. The Sultan is like all in right away. He's like yeah. trying to get to the door, and in this one, like the Sultan's trying to like no sell it, be straight faced, um, but can't that's help something, himself. That's something we've discussed. Uh, that we like the Sultan a lot better in the live action version. Yeah, I think the live action Sultan's a better character. He feels more Sultan like. Yeah, he's like a actual like a person, not like some dopey little guy. Yeah, it's not like because it's like it's the same character that they've been doing. It's like yeah. dad. It's Maurice. It's you know it's like it's like this, any 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 king that's been in any of these movies like from you know Snow White or, yeah. um, or Cinderella, Cinderella yeah um, Sleeping Beauty things like that where it's like the the king character is just like the, the doting like dopey father character and then you have the like in the live action one. Like he feels like a sultan, and he feels like a dad, yeah. but he also feels like he's in control of an entire country, right? Kingdom uh, in this case, I guess. But like, um, he's also was, very by the book. Yeah, it, it, it makes it it plays into the sort of like stereotype stereotyping a lot stronger, and yeah. sort of make, and makes it, it it's sort of make it tries to make a play for that part of the story being sort of questionable from the cartoon where it's just right. like, just play along with what is perceived as, you know, how these people are kind of thing, you know? So in this one, it is like a, there is like 
you know, Jasmine wants to be the Sultan, but she can't be the Sultan because that's not how it is. And she's trying to change things. And this one, it really is just sort of like, just like nothing changes at the end. It's just like, no. yeah. No, okay. Okay. You're the Sultan. Sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I forget where we were on this. So oh, yeah, but, the Prince Ali's yeah. Ali song takes place. It gets him his Jasmine. Uh, in he, the live action version, absolutely funniest scene in the entire movie. He bombs. He bombs that introduction so badly. Yeah, uh, just like get off jams. He goes up. <laughs> yeah, like he's presenting gifts to the Sultan and Jasmine. And yeah. like he gets goes out of a tangent about the jams he's brought them. Yeah, and it's just like it's like the shrimp scene from Forrest Gump. Yeah, it starts rambling off every kind of jam he can think of, and Will Smith <laughs> is trying to lead him towards anything else other than this. Yeah, like it's it it was, it was giving me genuine like I was laughing. I was laughing yeah. genuinely. He yeah. tells him like. I, the the lamp is cold and dark and small, and I would still rather be there than <laughs> watch this again. Yeah, that is the most embarrassed I've ever been in my entire life. It's it's good. Um, they they go about uh, Jasmine hating Prince Ali in different ways. Yeah, because in the cartoon, it's just sort of she gets irritated that the three of them are sort of talking about her without her present and treating her yeah. like uh, like a prize. Um, she says, I'm not a prize to be won. Yeah. And I do <laughs> I do like in the live action one where it is things like the, the, where they play into the uncomfortableness of like, do you think you just come here and buy me with gifts? Yes. I mean, no. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, but, um, you're, you're not good at this, dude. Yeah. Um, in the live action one, it goes into a very big, like Bollywood dance number. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually very cool. I liked like, it. Yeah. And Jeannie is sort of controlling him from the distance, um, but goes too far and yeah. like makes him just like dance too good. And like, I do like it's the backflip was too much. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, he's just, he's just doing too many high spots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> you, you tell a story and slow it down out there, brother. <laughs> uh, just superstar Billy Graham is not happy with this version with Aladdin in this. Uh, <laughs> oh, my liver! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so Aladdin needs to basically apologize to Jasmine, and um, in the. In the cartoon, it's just as simple as sort of getting a pep talk from the genie and then taking the lamp or the uh, rug yeah. up to the carpet, <laughs> up to uh, Jasmine. And that's when you get into a whole new world sequence. Like, right. The, the whole, you trust me. Yeah. Uh, Scat, good tiger. Yeah. Not <laughs> the line that everybody heard. Not, not, not the other controversial Disney line that everyone thinks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the duty trust me. I do like that that stays. Yeah. In both versions. So like he says in the market when they're trying to escape, "Do you trust me?" In both versions, and then it comes back in this scene too. Like, "Do you trust me?" And so that's when she bas- That's when she learns like, "Oh, this is 
this is that this is that street urchin that I met that was dead. Yeah. Um, well, in the cartoon, it takes her longer to figure it out. I don't think so. No. No, I think she knows when she gets on the carpet. Yeah. Because she, because it, because it, like, because she, because she recognizes it right away. It's like, do I know you? Like right away because he's she's trying to get the cat, uh, tiger away. Yeah. With uh, his hat and Raja. Like, yeah, Raja. And so it's like, um, it's like it's it, it hits our first. Like, do I know you? Yeah. No, no, no. And then when he does the, do you trust me? You can see it sort of dawn on her a little bit. Like. Yeah, and I think it is like at that point, she, she knows. It's like she's like, because, I'm not Lois Lane, bro. <laughs> yeah, because when they land, she immediately says like, "Oh, it's too bad Abu couldn't be here," mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he just like, "Yeah, that he's afraid of heights," and the carpet is over there like, "Oh, jeez." <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's basically the same way. In yeah. Live this whole scene. This is another scene that benefits more from being a cartoon than live action. Something yeah. about. I think about this. The song is still great, and it's oh, yeah. both. Um, it's just as good in the live action one as it is in the cartoon. I think it's, um, yeah, it's great. But, but there's something inherently awkward about two real human beings on this animated carpet flying on green screen. Basically, mm-hmm. like you can only do so much with it. And I'm not saying it's a bad scene. I, I am not a. Uh, effects purist of like practical effects always kind of thing. But, that would look that would look bad with practical effects. <laughs> yeah, like there's no practical effects you could do, and uh, like the only way like you could make this a more like like cartoon accurate is if you went more surrealist with it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like 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 some sort of like weird like Alice in Wonderland style like acid trip or something. Yeah. To do it. Do you trust me? Swallow these. Yeah, like, like it's the only way I think you could have made the live action version like visually striking is if you sort of made the landscape that they're flying over a little more like non-realistic. Like, yeah. Sort of. Yeah, but yeah, you can't. It works. Was, it works. Yeah, it's yeah. fine, but there's something you lose something with this, like in the cartoon because of everything's animated and everything is being created specifically for the scene. And there's a lot more you can do with medium um, since you don't have human actors involved. Um, it just comes across as so much like more, I don't know, emotional in some way. Yeah, no, I get you. Yeah. I, the, the song is, well, it's up there with Beauty and the Beast as far as like Disney uh, love songs. Yeah. I, I think it, it probably gets more play. Yeah. I think it's a more universal um, love song. Yeah. Uh, than, um, than Beauty and the Beast. Because Beauty and the Beast one sort of plays to a very specific sort of like, you know, it, all men are beasts. Kind of yeah. <laughs> or a whole new world is just like, we're going on this new journey together. It's like a wedding song. You know? Oh, it was very much a wedding song in the mid 90s. Yeah. And I pretty sure it still is today to this oh day. yeah yeah it's been like now more than ever probably um i don't even hear that there's thunder outside so <laughs> i know i can't hear it okay uh, maybe i don't know i wasn't really so, i'm too busy listening to myself talk to be perfectly honest so if you hear a noise that's what it is that's what yeah sure you're just ripping yeah. you're just ripping in the room you just <laughs> it's not godzilla yeah <laughs> 
Um, so after the whole carpet ride and all that stuff, and like, well, why, why are you lying to me? All that stuff. Uh, it's like, well, he has to, he's perpetuating the lie. Yeah. Uh, although technically again, theoretically it shouldn't be a lie because he wished to be a prince. And theoretically yeah. He's a prince, but yeah, he's perpetuating the lie. Of, you know, I just didn't want to, you know, be not, you know known about here you know <laughs> that kind of like yeah it's the same the, the live action is like i'm just kind of scouting it out you know yeah 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 they go they sort of take the same route just go about it differently right um, as to his sort of excuse and what's going on so he's still graduating live so after they get back you know they have their kiss moment and everything and then Aladdin is immediately captured by Jafar's guards. Uh, yep. In the live in the live action one, it's a good joke because he is captured in the exact same way as he was captured the first time around. And, yeah, like, by first, the guards. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And 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 this one, he just gets like like he just gets like ambushed by the guards. Yeah, uh, because Jafar's Jafar has kind of figured it out. Um, he, like, he's, he's figured out, uh, now at this point, he knows that Aladdin has been using the lamp, like, because, uh, because Jasmine has said basically to him, like, like, like once I'm, yeah. Cause once I'm, you know, in charge, you're got it here. <laughs> and he's sort of having a breakdown <laughs> at this point, yeah. both. And that's what he realizes, like. It's that, it's that Aladdin. It's that urchin. He's yeah. got, got the lamp and he's using it. <laughs> I, I love in the cartoon version he where he goes, Prince of Boo Boo. Prince of Boo Boo. Yeah, I Prince wish of that. Boo-boo. I wish that. I wish that was a running gag in the, <laughs> in the new one. Uh, um, Jafar in live action wasn't as as much for laughs. So he oh, was. No, he, he didn't have. He. I'm trying to think if he had like a single joke. No. <laughs> I don't think he did. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, he gets captured, and in the live-action one, it's like an interrogation scene. Right. And this one, it's just straight murder scene. Yeah. Just throw him in the water. <laughs> yeah, kill him, throw him in the cool, Hit him with a Stevie Ray uh, slapjack. Yeah. <laughs> and Suck has got to know. Yeah, and... And uh, yeah, sack him in the river, and let's get let's get out of here. Um, and it's basically the same outcome in both right. versions. Um, yeah, he's interrogating him in the live action and just murders him in the cartoon. Just outright murders him in the cartoon. He's not trying to get any information from Aladdin. Uh, <laughs> in both cases, he ends up just yeah in the river or ocean or wherever it is, or... in a massive body of water. Yeah. And, both cases the lamp is down there with him and he's trying to get to it and camped and just sort of by happenstance the lamp is able to touch him so he can get the genie out um these scenes are almost identical to one another yeah. because the same thing it's like you know genie comes out and there's like a shower scene or whatever <laughs> like, yeah like yeah um and it is like oh come on you gotta say i wish yeah. for you to to free me, I can't go. We have to go about this the right way, man. And he's he can't do it. But I think he, I like the way he does it more in 
the live action one where he makes him like do the contract. Yeah. Like his hands bound, like just sign this right here. This, you know, by, legally binding as opposed to just, you know, eh, close enough. Close enough. Let's get out of here. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So Aladdin after a murder attempt gets freed. Uh, and this is where Aladdin, uh, um, returns to, uh, uh, the palace to be like, nah, he tried to kill me. <laughs> I didn't yeah. run away. Don't listen to him. He's trying to make it seem like, you know, because Jafar is making it seem like uh, Prince Ali has left, like flee, fleeing in the night kind of thing. Like, right. He wasn't here um, for you. <laughs> there's also a part where he's kind of like, well, I didn't ask you to save me, so the whole thing about freeing you, yeah. uh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, and so now, uh, uh, Genie is uh, so yeah. At this point, um, at this point, uh, Genie knows that uh, Aladdin's not going to make the wish for him. Yeah, and he needs to sort of. It's 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 different in it plays out differently um, in the cartoon. It's more of a look. The only reason I'm here is because of you. And if I give up that third wish, this could come crumbling down at any time. And I'm going to need that third wish, uh, you know, to help save that or whatever. And in the and in the cartoon, it's more of a um, desperate attempt to sort of save it, you know. Yeah. Save it. Um, and in both, the genie is just like, "Well, then screw you. I'm going back to the lab. Tell you need me." Well, actually. Hang out with it, you anymore. Technically, in the in the live action one, the Will Smith genius, he's like he's like you know I never really cared about that wish. Yeah, like he's like he's like but in the in the animated one, Robin Williams is like like basically you welched. Okay, then yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Because but when this when this scene happens in the cartoon, everything's going great. Jafar's yeah. been booted out, and Jasmine is just like. Um, uh, like, all right, we're gonna get married, kind of stuff. Yeah. So everything's great, and so like Aladdin really is just backing out now at this point. Like, like he really is just like, nah, I'm gonna save the wish because I may need it because Jasmine may turn on me. And in the um, live action one, it's more of a, you know, everything's gone to hell, <laughs> and yeah. I probably need this third wish to fix it to try to save face and do all that, you know, like face that's already broken problem because Jafar is working on a plot. Um, so like same situation is playing out just they're going about it a different way. The, the genie in the live action one is a little less disturbed by it. Like I figured yeah. like, it's like, hey, whatever, this is what I knew was going to happen. This is whatever. Um, but yeah, so Aladdin's broken his promise to Genie. Um, Iago now has stolen the lamp because Aladdin got in the fight with uh, um, the Genie and like just put the lamp under a pillow. <laughs> yep, put it under a And so yeah, Iago brings the lamp to Jafar, and Jafar now has control of the lamp. Uh, the um, Live action one is the. I'm assuming it's an homage to the old man sequence when he steals the lamp from Aladdin. Oh, yeah. 
because it's very it's like it's very much sort of like an old man bumping into him and pickpocketing him because he used to be a thief too right so I, i'm assuming it's supposed to sort of play into that homage but it, it, it's really well done though how he just yeah like... yeah i yeah i like that he's the one he took matters into his own hands and using his own thieving knowledge to take the lamp worked really well um so yeah, uh, Jafar in the cartoon wastes no time at all making wishes. Nope, he's like, already he rubs, let's do it. Yeah, he rubs the lamp and immediately wishes to become Sultan. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's a very weird wish to like, I want to be Sultan. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> That's a Sultan of what? Yeah, because A, you didn't say you wanted to be a Sultan of Agrabah. You just said like, make me the Sultan. I get you. You can be a sultan, just like I made uh, Aladdin over here a prince. He didn't get a kingdom. I just made him look like a prince. I'm just making you look like a sultan. Yep, I want to yeah. be the sultan. Great, you're Rikishi with the face mask on, and <laughs> and and you know it, it. They play into that in the live action one because you have the one palace guard that, like, you know, you know, I serve the sultan, and then like he, you know. And then you have uh, Jasmine's song, Speechless, in the live yeah. action. It's a very good song mm-hmm. uh, that would appear in the cartoon in any way, shape, no. or form. Um, but it, it is kind of... It's a good song, but it takes me out of the movie a little bit, because it's like, wait, because, all these guys are just disappearing? And, yeah, because yeah. it takes place in like some her sort head. of pocket dimension imagination yeah. of like her doing this. Right. And then, and then back to reality, where she... Um, uh, basically, it's like it's like he's not the sultan. Like just because he's wearing a funny hat and sitting on the throne doesn't make him the sultan. Who do you really serve? Like you know, and that's where that's when in the live action one, um, Hakim. Yeah, and so like, and then the live action one, this is where you get like Jafar realizing it's like, oh yeah, that's right. I can't just <laughs> like oh yeah, okay, well. I'm Sultan, but now I'm also the most powerful sorcerer. Um, he he uh, he tries to make Jasmine fall in love with him, even though Jeannie tells him that's not possible. Yeah, yeah. So he that's when he wants to become like a sorcerer, the most powerful sorcerer, kind of nonsense. Um, and when I, I like it in the um, uh, this is like my one of my favorite parts of the cartoon, which is completely missing from the live action one, is when. Um, Jafar exposes Aladdin. Yeah. Because it is some cold-blooded, cold-as-ice stuff where he steals Aladdin's song. Yeah. He, t- he takes Aladdin's song and does the Prince Ali reprise where it's, um, yeah, yes, like, yeah, yeah, yes, it is he, uh, Prince Ali, but not as you know him. <laughs> yeah. He just, uh, like, <laughs> check this out. Bam. Yeah. Yeah, just like a mic drop moment where he's like, look, yeah. it's Aladdin. And I like his, I like the way it wraps up. Like his personality flaws give me adequate cause. Like <laughs> um, his assets are frozen. <laughs> and like The part where he's just using puns to do terrible things. Like things yeah. are unraveling now. Carpet yeah, and, unravels. Yeah, and, and when he's got Aladdin hanging upside down, it just gives him a slap. Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, Jafar just really just being a, just a a jerk in this. I like it a lot. It's like, yeah. In this one, it's just sort of he just exposes Aladdin, and then they do the same thing where they 
send him off to Antarctica. Yeah, go, go hang out. Go hang out. Like he's 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 either he's either going to use the carpet to escape or free King Ghidorah. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like how it, though in the animated one where he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna give Jasmine a skimpy outfit. Actually, it's just her same outfit but red, and she's got a ponytail. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, oh, okay, Jafar. All right, man. What you do, he you, like, I guess. Yeah. He just likes the color red. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, he's dressed in red always when he yeah. he's bright red. Like, yeah, he yeah. he's Eva Marie JJ all red everything. All red. <laughs> um, I do like um. And I love that they, like, the way they go about the like the third wish for Jafar, is um, didn't you say when you went to go see the live action one that the Jafar's uh, transformation sequence like really got to your kid? <laughs> scared my son, scared the hell out of him. Yeah, he, <laughs> like he we and we were like we're consoling him. They're like, "Hey, buddy, he's gonna kill Jafar." <laughs> He's gonna destroy too far. He's like, I don't want to watch and I die. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I like the I like the tricking that goes on in both yeah. versions. I think it's, it comes across a little better in the live action one because they play into the you're all, there's because they they kind of go into deeper detail as to why he should be into a uh, turn into a uh, gene because yeah, they both. Uses Jafar's avarice. Yeah, yeah, because because they go they they mention you know you're my number two, you know, like you're always number two. You're always behind the Sultan. Earlier in the movie, in the live action one, and they do it again. It's like yeah, you're the most powerful sorcerer, but you know you're always going to be number two because the genie is more powerful than you, and all it'll take is any schmuck to get the lamp, and you know they can compete with you. You're never going to be number one. <laughs> right, and that's when he wishes himself to become all powerful, and uh, gets turned into a genie, and everything that comes with being a genie, including uh, uh, being trapped into a lamp, infinite cosmic power, itty bitty living space. Yeah, I was like, are you are you just gonna leave me hanging? Are you gonna make me do the line? <laughs> no, I was I was making the little thing to the camera just for your benefit. <laughs> My benefit. Yeah, I do like the way cartoon um, Aladdin's delivery of the line. Like yeah. he's trying to do it genie style, but can't quite pull it off successfully. But it's he's... it's probably Aladdin's funniest moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not really cracking many jokes throughout the uh, throughout the cartoon. Um, so yeah, now I do like how everything just sort of undoes itself. All of the magic that Jafar did undoes itself now that he's in the lamp. Like, it doesn't make any sense, but all right. He's <laughs> hey, Aladdin snaps the the gauntlet, and there you yeah. go. Yeah, <laughs> and I am Prince Ali. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, everything's back to normal. Um. Aladdin wishes for the genie's freedom. Uses his third wish, wish, wish for the uh, genie's freedom, and uh, that's what sort of makes the sultan like crack and be like, you know what? You're right. This law's stupid. I'm yeah. gonna change. Um, 
it plays out better. This ending plays out better in the live action. Yeah, he just says, you know what, Jasmine, you're Sultan. You can change the law. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I like the um, and I like that in uh, in the cartoon you have Genie and he's like, you know, you just wish to be a prince again, and they're all good. But I like it in the live action where, where Will Smith is like, okay. We were on the right track with the whole Prince thing. But I think there's a few changes we can make. And as he started doing the whole thing, that's when Aladdin just like, I wish you freedom. Just very nonchalantly. Like, you know, just, you know go. Yeah, th- there's, there's a parallel between this, this week's episode and last week's where we love animated Being the Beast. We love animated Aladdin. But there's certain things the live action version does better. Yeah. Like I it. Th- I think it does minor plot details better because they have yes. longer movies. Um, so it makes sense they would do the minor plot details. You know, they touch down on Beauty and the Beast live action. They touch down on the curse and the rule set of the curse a little more and stuff like that. And like in this one, they just character moments, I think, end up being a little better in right. live action. I don't think it's a better movie overall. No, uh, it's not. But I, like, I like the way the ending of this one is where it's like he frees the genie. Everyone celebrate. We never even touched in the live action one where they do like this love interest subplot with the handmaiden. Yeah. <laughs> Throughout the whole thing, like they use it for, like he goes on a date with the handmaiden as a distraction and all that stuff. And so, you know. Ends up with her at the end. Her at the end. And then they're all like, and Aladdin's dipped. Like he yeah. made his way, realizes, like, well, I'm not a prince. That's why I've been exposed. So. He's out, so he never gets to see like Jasmine get turned into the Sultan. Nope. And so yeah, and then it's her coming out and sort of doing the whole like it's like, hey, where do you think you're going? But in this one, it's just like, all right, well, they don't even get married at the end of this one. They just sort of like it's implied that they're going to get married, right? Uh, because there are t- it takes two movies for them to get married. Yeah, uh, like what? Uh, just stretch it out. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so you know, and then you get the marriage in a live action one and like a dance number, and <laughs> like a, which is another good dance. Will Smith likes these dance numbers in his movies. I, I can't blame him. I mean, like, between like, like, I, I side by side, it's like here is Men in Black, and here's uh, Aladdin, and it's like, yeah, cool. No. A, a rap number and a dance scene. Yeah, I'm here it, for it. It actually reminds me. So he, I don't know if you ever seen the movie he did Hitch, where yes. he plays like the that that end sequence is the exact same thing as this. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So so that's Aladdin. That's his 1992's wonderful, wonderful Aladdin. Great movie. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, fantastic movie. It's a uh, very interesting, uh, like. I cast because it's it's one of those things where like the guy that plays Aladdin is Steve from Full House. It's Steve from Full House, and like he has two things to his credit: Steve from Full House and Aladdin. And it's like he doesn't yeah. do like he's never had much of a career outside of that. Like he's been in a lot of TV, but like that was all before Aladdin and then like after Aladdin, it was like, you know, a single episode of where in the world is Carmen San Diego or something. Like, he, I'm, I'm pretty sure he shows up on the Netflix full house at some point. I've never seen it, but oh, he absolutely does. Cause, okay. uh, I, I, and like, he's like, 
like as a recurring character. He's a doctor okay. in, in, in the Fuller House and stuff. So like, yeah, he's in like I think he's in like every episode of season two and several episodes of season one. So, and hey, if Disney's doing something with Aladdin, he's there. Yep. To this day, they haven't like with the exception of live action Aladdin. Uh, uh, he's, they need voiceover yeah. work. He's doing it. Yeah. Is there an Aladdin video game? It's like here he is. He's like, oh, here he is in Kingdom Hearts. Here he is in Disney Infinity. Here he is in whatever cartoon we're putting out. Um, so. I mean, hey, good for him for yeah. like making a like, like what, I don't twenty seven have... years after the fact. Yeah, it's if you like look at his. Um, uh, Wikipedia page, like his IMDb or his, IMDb, his Wikipedia profile photo is him from 1993. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but he's also like, uh, like a TV producer too these days, like, and, and like film producer and stuff. So like, you know, I think cause he was like, um, he was like executive producer of that recent Muppets TV series. Oh, okay. And that, that didn't last for long. It lasted like five episodes. And what else? He uh, he was like Gallivant, that one ABC. Um, oh, Gallivant! I love that yeah. show. Yeah, he's like like yeah, he's producer for that and Blackish okay. and the nine hundred two one zero reboot. Um, so like, yeah, he, he did like a lot of producing stuff in recent years, like not like since Aladdin, I mean, like within the last, like, you know, you know, five years he's been doing Yeah. Cause years. once Aladdin was done, he still like did another like four seasons of full house. Didn't full he? house. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, you know, and you know, Robin Williams just sort of overshadowed everybody in this film because it's like, it really is like the only because at this point in time disney wasn't doing like that kind of celebrity like no they have somebody that is recognizable like in the old stuff where it's like yeah he was like you know a a recurring cast member on this or like you just know him as a character actor so like the american people would know him but not like you know it's not it's not like robin williams famous it is yes today it's like it's been basically like we got billy joel to be a dog yeah (laughs) Yeah, like, so. Yeah, and, and, you know, um, Jasmine, it, Jasmine yeah. ended up not really no. doing a whole lot. Um, a couple of things, a couple of uh, random things, mostly just recurring her role as Jasmine. A lot of times, like, she was in, she did the voice of Jasmine in Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, did she do the animated series as well? She was the animated series Jasmine as well, and uh, I'm pretty sure uh, all of the. Uh, I'm pretty sure all of the. I guess not. I was saying like, did she do the follow-ups? But it doesn't like, look like it. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, she there she is. So she yeah, in the Return of Jafar and Aladdin, King of Thieves. Um, so yeah, you know that was her role. I mean. You get that with a lot of these early on. Like, from here on out, it's not that anymore. No. Um, but at this point in time, probably 
Williams is like the biggest star they've ever had in one of their um, films. So it's pretty much the star talent in this movie is Robin Williams and Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, yeah, which is insane to think about. Yeah, because like in, um, let's see, film wise, Jafar didn't do much. He was like a Shark Tale at some point. He was in. But like if Frank Welker is just voice actors known because he was both uh, he was Abu in this. Oh, okay, yeah, that's voice right, actor. he was. Yeah, so and Jim Cummings was in it because of course he was because that's just how he was in. He's also in every single cartoon, and also yeah. he was in so much Disney stuff already. Anyways, uh, so Jim Cummings, Tug's caller. <laughs> Homer Simpson smiling politely. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's, this movie started its um, uh, life in the eighties. Um, Howard Ashman, who we know from Beauty and the Beast, um, actually sort of pitched the idea initially. Um, he thought a musical adaption of Aladdin was like something that Disney would be interested in. Um, so he even like wrote the treatment for it and everything out the gate. Um, <laughs> um, he inv- I, I do like this where uh, he he thought of it as a '30s like style like campy musical, huh? With a Cab Calloway slash Fats Walker or Fats Waller style genie. <laughs> I would like, I just, just Cuphead G- Aladdin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's 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 really interesting to think like yeah, Ashman uh, was sort of the you know the driving force behind it initially, um, and it was his passion project. But like, it's sort of thought that um, um, like Disney was sort of just like eh, we're not really interested in this. But how about, you, how about you do Beauty and the Beast? Like, they went to him and, like, end up Beauty and the Beast. That ended up being his, you know, project. I think probably to probably further his Aladdin, like, yeah. to stuff. So Hey, you're on to something, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's where you end up getting some of that stuff. Um, uh, hey, and guess what? Uh, mm-hmm. guess who? Guess who didn't like the script when they uh, first got the initial uh, screenplay draft? Oh, let's. Was it Jeffrey Katzenberg? How did you guess it was Jeffrey because Katzenberg? He's. It's a running gag of the show. He's a disagreeable yeah. cuss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his his phrasing is that the script didn't engage. Um, and so <laughs> buzzwords. Yeah. Um. This, it's it's known within Disney as the Black Friday, and he he demanded. Uh, so this is uh, this is April of 1991. He demanded that they rewrite the entire screenplay and not change the release date of the movie of November of 92. <laughs> wow! So in April of 91, they were tasked to start. Aladdin from the ground up again. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, they pulled it off, but yeah. Um, so they ended up 
they ended up changing um, kind of everything. Um, Katzenberg demanded that uh, basically don't use Ashman's like treatment as, in any way. Uh, and to, to, uh, his exact words are 86 the mother, the mom's a zero. Um, to, so they you know, remove the mom from the story altogether because the mom is a central fa- character in the actual Aladdin story. Right. Uh, he's not just a street like orphan. He actually still has his mom. He just doesn't have a dad. Um, and, and it's like, it is like, okay, like, like when they get the lamp in the book or the story, it's like, uh, he gets, he wishes for a meal and like they get them, they get a meal and they can like, they polish the dishes that it came on and could sell them because they were gold. <laughs> and then like the mom is like cleaning the lamp to, uh, <laughs> um, because remember, he already has a weaker genie. He doesn't know right. the lamps anything else. So she's polishing the lamp to sell it, and that's when they release the genie and everything and all that stuff. So, and like you said, there's no limit on wishes in that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they they kill they kill off the the mom character, add more Jasmine. I forget what her name is in the actual Aladdin story, but I also like don't think I could. Um, do justice to its pronunciation because right. I, don't think, I don't think anyone's ever adapted it wholly 100%. They always do their take on it and, and take on that name because the name is a very like Arabic name. So yeah. it's all, uh, it's like a thousand and one Arabian nights. Is that what it is? It, it, it goes by a, a few different names. It's like a thousand and one Arabian nights is the Mr. Magoo adaption. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. The real, true, true version of the story. There's a there, the true version is the Popeye the Sailor Man adaptation. There you go. It's a two part adaption of Aladdin and uh, of Olive Oil as. The <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Aladdin. They sort of rewrote Aladdin to make him um, Harrison Fordish. Was sort of the thing, like like you know, like a little more. Yeah, I, I, like Indiana Jones, I guess. Less Han Solo, more Indiana Jones. Where yeah. It's just sort of like he's self-reliant and can get in a scrap if he needs to, but kind of doesn't. <laughs> I, I did like in the live-action one, he's just like, oh, he's just doing parkour. Yeah, I do like, uh, apparently Iago, was, his original idea for Iago was an uptight British archetype. <laughs> so basically Zazu. Well, basically, the next movie they ended up getting that bird, but they saw Beverly Hills Cop two. <laughs> okay, and that's where they saw Gilbert Gottfried, and that's when they changed Yako and got Gilbert Gottfried for the role. He went on to be a smoke detector in PSAs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> smoke detector and uh, and a duck. So yeah, 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 the Affleck deck. Yeah. The Affleck deck. Oh boy, that smoke detector. Uh, nightmares. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 yeah. a frightening. <laughs> yeah. Look up a uh, okay, yeah. guys. Look up a. Uh, yeah. I think it's nineties, eighties, maybe. Nineties, definitely nineties. Okay, it's a ninety uh, fire PSA. Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. He and has the smoke. He has the voice to be a smoke detector, so like, and I it was I think the most upsetting part is that it's a practical effect. It's a puppet that looks like a smoke detector that also looks like Gilbert Gottfried. 
Like it, it's it's haunting. Smoke, yeah, they gave the smoke detector Gilbert Gottfried's like like iconic features of like squinty eyes and like it, it's like Gilbert Gottfried always looks like he's trying to do an impersonation of Sean Connery doing the Asian impersonation. Yeah. And, like <laughs> like yeah. It's so, uh, it's go look go, go look up that nightmare fuel. Yeah, so by the end of 91, Katzenberg was happy with the results of what they had with Aladdin, so went into, went into the screenplay, uh, started moving forward. Um, He's not around much longer, right? No. No, no. Katzenberg. Well, when is Katzenberg out of Disney? Because he ends up... Let's see. Walt Disney Studios, he was there until... Looks like 94, because that's when Wells died, I think. Yeah, 94. Wells died in the helicopter crash, and then he got in an argument with, about becoming Wells' successor, and um, uh, Eisner was kind of not having it, and, and it ended up causing a lot of problems for Disney. <laughs> um, you know, Katzenberg, look... Katzenberg's a disagreeable character um, throughout the entire history of this. But also at the same time, like with this situation, I, I don't know if he was right or wrong. What I do know is the final thing that after he told them that this doesn't work, do it over, he ended up getting this movie. Which and, is a great movie. Yeah, and the same thing would have ha- happened with Beauty and the Beast that we talked about before and things like that. Like, you know, his, his, his rash decisions and his poor decision making – you know, it theoretically ruined the Black Cauldron, but you also end up with some of these movies. Um, Maybe his biggest crime is the lack of tact. Yeah, he, he's he's well known to, like like he was well known as just being loud, boisterous, uh, like drinking like a case of diet cokes a day, <laughs> and, like it's like yeah, it's like yeah, I mean the, the diet coke kid, John Katzenberg in town. Uh, so. That's sweet, sweet aspartame. But yeah. would we have gotten DreamWorks and Shrek in those movies? Who knows? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, like, n- like no, because Katzenberg was like wholly behind, um, like the moving forward with Disney. But like the question, the real question is some of the other Disney stuff. Disney would be in a different place if it wasn't for the Katzenberg situation, um, because uh, for various reasons, Katzenberg's departure led to a lawsuit that was protracted for years and cost the studio more to pay him off in this lawsuit than if they just like paid off his contract that Eisner refused to do and you know on top of failures that they were having in the theme parks left and right and everything like Disney was just making bad decisions or you know Eisner in particular was making some bad decisions and that ended up costing everything for a while almost you know (laughs) close to losing the studio through, through buyouts and stuff, but... They, they were thankfully making money with the animated films, but... Yeah, but that wasn't translating into anything else. Yeah. So, you know, it's not until years later where things are like... They're making money hand over fist with these movies, but... Where does it go? I mean, like, it, they, you know, you, you waste all this money to, you know by abc which in the long run worked out good but at the time it was sort of like what are you doing uh yeah. you know 
building a theme park in Paris that nobody wanted, wasting money designing a, like a, a like Eastern, like you know Virginia-based theme park for you know Disney's America or which never saw the light of day, never saw the light of day, or wasting money on countless West Coast Disney theme parks that you know. Uh, Westcott and things like that, which again, never saw the light of day, wasting this money on Katzenberg because you refused to pay him. You know, you just, you just, you, you screwed things up left and right in a time where you were making probably some of the, like the most money the studio had ever been bringing in. Yeah. The Disney that we know now, it's like, they're going to buy this thing. They're going to buy this thing. Like yeah. back then they had, they, they, they bought ABC. That was a big deal. Yeah. At the time they had, loose association with Lucasfilm. Yeah. And loose association with like the Muppets. I, had they yeah. bought the Muppets yet or no? No, no, not yet. Okay. Because um they were getting ready to sort of acquire the Muppets and everything. Right. And Henson died. Yeah. And sort of everything sort of fell apart. There was yeah. actually a um situation that's fascinating that um it, it was going to be like introducing the Muppets big time at the theme parks. And it was going to be like commercials. What was was going to happen was it was uh, Mickey Mouse. You you work very hard. So you go on vacation for the summer and we'll watch the theme park. And that's like the Muppets. So there was going to be like a stretch of time where Disneyland was turned into Muppets land. And so it was going to be like the marquee has the Muppets on it. And like iconic Disney attractions were going to be Muppetized and things like it was a major thing that they were going to. That would have been, that would have been, I don't know if that would have necessarily been a good thing. I don't know either, but it's... A and I love the Muppets, but... Yeah, it's a wild thing that they were going to like end up doing. And like the Great Movie Ride was going to have like a parody of it where it was like, it's the Great Movie Ride, like at Disney World that used to be there. Um, but it was like the Muppets version of the Great Movie Ride where it was going to be basically like Muppets parodies of things in the Great Movie Ride and stuff like that. Like, there was a point where Disney was sort of all in on the Muppets. You know, now we're at, yeah. we're at with Muppets. So, yeah. um, so um, I like that Robin Williams, while working on this movie, it was him. He was doing the voiceover, like in between shooting sessions of Hook and Toys. So, <laughs> so like. Like when he's not working on those, he's coming in and doing his VO work for Aladdin. Um, he's getting a lot of work at this point. Yeah, it's uh, it's estimated that Robin Williams improvised fifty-two characters. I could see that. Uh, the supervising animators for G- the Genie uh, reviewed his recorded dialogue and selected the best ones that would work in the movie. It's like we got six thousand hours dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, he was given topics and dialogue suggestions, but they fully gave him full, like you just improvise. That's what you. That's what we got you here for. That's what you. That's what you're doing. Just improvise. So yeah. So he did all this stuff. He did 52 different characters, and then the animators were just like, "Okay, we could do this one." It's funny to see like which ones they ended up picking out too, because yeah. it's like, boy, some of these are kind of <laughs> tenuous. Like, I wonder what the I wonder what the failed ones are. Uh, well, I have a pretty good idea, considering that a voice Robin Williams used to like to do a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, due to his life in San Francisco, he did a very 
yes, stereotypical yeah. voice. So yeah, I mean, and he did sneak in a couple of like moments like that too. There is the one scene where they're flying away on the carpet, and he's like, "It's like I'm getting, I'm growing fond of you, Al. I just want to pick out drapes with you." And it's like, mm, yeah. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was fun. Like I said, there was Disney references in here. You have like Sebastian and Pinocchio and Goofy. <laughs> so, and the uh, uh, he and the, the Hawaiian shirt that he's wearing in it is a reference to a, um, a short that was shot for uh, Disney MGM Studios in the late eighties. Huh. So, so it's like that's even that's a reference to another Disney thing that Robert Williams was involved with. I thought it was reference to like Lassiter or something. Yeah, yeah. You could, I mean, you would think, but no, it's a, it's a yeah. completely different. It's still a Disney reference. So, you know, you can't really talk about this movie too much without talking about um, the situation with Robin Williams in this movie. Um, we'll work for art. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he didn't. Uh, that was just Disney trying to make him work for art. Yeah. Um. So he got paid scale for this movie because it was like, um, he was so thankful for the success he got from Good Morning Vietnam that he agreed to play the genie for scale, which is at the time seventy five thousand dollars. Scale is the bare bones minimum you can be paid to work on to work on a project. A lot of money from you and me, but yeah, not. For Robin friggin' Williams. Not for Robin Williams, not for, not for a lot of people in Hollywood, but scale is, like, because you're in the union, if you want to hire an actor, it's going to cost you, at minimum, $75,000. Um, and at the time, his, 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 his rate, if you wanted him in a movie, was $8 million. So he's used to, like, for toys and hook that he's currently making, he's making, you know, Sixteen million dollars between those two roles. He's only taking seventy-five thousand for this role. Um, and, uh, and he had there was rules. He he had rules in place for Disney because he didn't really want to do it, but also at the same time, as we said, he was thankful for them because Touchstone was owned by is a Disney. It's their right. adult movie sort of thing. It's their you know PG thirteen R rated Roger um, Rabbit studio. Roger, yeah. yeah. So. So he had some rules in place. Um, do not mention me in marketing. So, like, don't Ooh. say you know, starring Robin Williams. Um, do not use my voice in marketing. Do not use my likeness to sell merchandise. I and he can't. He was unable to take up, um, like, and the genie could only take up twenty five percent of the movie poster. No more. <laughs> and they didn't. They didn't listen to any of that. Apparently, they listened to virtually uh, none of it. Yeah, um, uh, because it was toys was coming out like a month later, and that was a big movie for Robin Williams. Um, and a not a good one. No, it's actually a very very bad movie. Um, <laughs> but the, the studio financially decided like well, we have to use Robin Williams to promote this movie. Like <laughs> yeah. it was like like they, that was their financial decision. It was we're going to mention him. So particularly the poster stuff because the genie was the selling point of the movie. So like the first rule they break is he's going to take a prominent role on the 
movie poster. Um, uh, and make the other characters smaller, you know? So it's like... Right. <laughs> um, and, like, in the book that came out at the time, it listed Robin Williams as the genie and the peddler, like, before everyone else in the cast. Uh, <laughs> and, and before you knew who the peddler's voice was. Yeah. So, um... Uh... <laughs> They were forced later on though to change it, so he was just the actor signed on to play the genie. That's it's sort of like how um, when Marvel was reprinting Miracle Man comics, mm-hmm. um, they have to like they're reprinting the old issues, and um, the writing credit is the original author um, <laughs> because it's Alan Moore. And, yeah. And, He's not exactly thrilled to be involved with comic books at all, ever. <laughs> or he doesn't really like much. He doesn't like much. He's a curmudgeonly old man that hates everything. And worships um, of snake. Yeah. So it's the, so it's the similar kind of thing where it's like it's like it's a Voldemort situation of like you cannot be named. Um. They did. They did not use his name in the commercials. They 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 held true to that. But they certainly, they certainly used him in the commercials. <laughs> I, I think they might have used him like in the video, re- the commercials for the VHS release, like starring Robin Williams as the genie. Yeah, um, and 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 they used him to, you know, they used they they were selling that you were using the genie to sell toys and um, happy new tie-ins. Which I think that bothered him more than anything else. Um, that was the thing he was most against. You usually hear about like using him to sell products. It's right. one thing to sell the movie; it's another thing to use me to sell products, like sell products know, to kids. Yeah, selling selling products and fast food to children. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, and you know, Mork and Minnie, he didn't really have a say in it. Like, you know, there were more dolls and stuff, but you get lunch boxes and everything. That's because, you know, it's, they own that likeness. You know? <laughs> so it's, but by the time this rolls around, he's got some more stroke. Yeah. But, and, and like you said, he, they own, and he was even saying, they own the likeness of Mort. You know, when it's the genie, it's only two things it's my name and my voice. And, you know, using my voice to pitch stuff is, you know, he hated that. Um, so, so yeah, things weren't going good. Uh, he was not having a good relationship with Disney at this point. Um, <laughs> this is where we mentioned it earlier. Um, Disney, as a uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> they sent him a, a Pablo Picasso painting. Um, estimated to be worth a million dollars. Didn't help. No didn't help at all and you know and supposedly the reason why it didn't help was because it was one of his self-portraits mm-hmm. and which is much more subdued than typical picasso and robin williams interior decorating was anything but subdued <laughs> <laughs> the freaking picasso yeah so he didn't do um return of jafar the sequel. The sequel. The sequel that was that came out. Instead, Jafar was replaced with Dan Castellaneta. 
yeah. who did an okay job. Did yeah, I think he did the series too, right? Yeah. Yes. And then, um, and Katzenberg was fired <laughs> and yep. eventually replaced. And uh, Joe Roth took over and uh, basically wrote a like an actual apology, like a very public real apology to Robin Williams about how Disney handled the whole situation, you know, patched it up. And Robin Williams agreed to return for the second sequel, uh, Aladdin, the King of Thieves. So Aladdin, the King of Thieves has King of Thieves has him as the genie again. Yeah. Um, so, you know, oh. and there's even the, the gag in there about we'll yeah. work for art. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and apparently, um, uh, they actually had already made the movie with Dan Kesslin at his voice work. No, really? So they had to replace all of it. Yeah, Dan Kesslin had already did the work for it, but then they replaced it once they were able to patch things up with Robert Williams. They had him come in. And, um, they changed some of the script around because of Robert Williams being involved again. And of course, like, you're not just going to be able to film it the way you already had it made. Yeah, so, no. So, yeah, there you go. Let's talk about. Uh, so, you know, we talked about you have. Legacy wise, two sequels. Two sequels. Straight to video. A TV series that was really successful. Yep. That was like surprisingly successful for all things considered. It was late era Disney afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. And um, most recent live action remake. Yep. Um, on top of that, you have a very successful Broadway musical. Mm-hmm. And for years, at like Disney's California Adventure actually have a stage adaption of, of Aladdin there too. Um, it's recently replaced with Frozen, the California Adventure. But um, yeah, it so also that was a you know, it had a standing in the theme parks. <laughs> but not a uh, huge one though. I don't remember seeing like a lot of... Well, okay, so at Disneyland, there's not a whole lot of Aladdin stuff. There used to be the Oasis Mm-hmm. Which is now the tropical hideaway at oh, okay. Adventure. It used to be the Oasis, and it used to be like a sit-down restauranty kind of place, and eventually warped into like a, um, like a bring the kids there, and Jasmine will read a story to the kids kind of thing. And that that was that at Disneyland. This is at Disneyland. Also, in one of the stores in um, Adventureland is the magic lamp that you can actually like rub and it's an interactive thing. Right. Um, Disney World's a different situation. There's actually a ride at Disney World. Um, there's a magic carpet ride that's sort of like Dumbo, but you're on magic carpets. That'd be kind of cool. And some more, um, and some more I, like iconography, you know, spitting camels that look kind of in the style of Aladdin kind of thing and stuff like that. So it has a different presence at Disney World than it does Disneyland. Um. No, video games. Let's talk about video games because that's a that's a that fun. Is, so there's two schools basically. I find yes, the correct one and the incorrect one. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the the big like there were other Aladdin games. But we're just Tiger talk- LCD, which we always Tiger talk about. LCD, you know, Game Boy, Game Gear, other think, more recent things and stuff. I think there's a Nest. There's a Nest game too, maybe. Yeah. But the most important is uh, in the ever never-ending battle, the console wars of the 90s, you had Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo. And each one of those had a different version. <laughs> uh, the Super Nintendo one was made by Capcom. Yes. The uh, 
Sega Genesis one made by Shiny. Yeah, I think, and it was a little more um, more in house too. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was more. It was more more Disney um, Disney focused. Yeah, um, they actually had, had animators that worked the movie work on the game. It was Virgin Games for the yeah Sega Virgin Games, uh, and yeah, and yeah, it, it, it's well known for um, having. Um, uh, traditional animation from Disney animators in it. So it, it had the visuals more akin to the um, movie than the Super Nintendo version. It's easily one of the best Sega Genesis games. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and, it, and it's a, it is a, uh, there's, I went to, there's a yearly uh, video game convention in Seattle called the Penny Arcade Expo or PAX. One year I went, there was actually a panel that was people arguing about which is the better game. Um, I don't see how there's an argument, but okay. Yeah, there's something to be said about the fact that the Super Nintendo version is sort of more... It's more akin to how Aladdin would probably have, like, you know, no weapon. Right. that, That kind of stuff. And it's Japanese developed, so it's much more platformy. Yeah. Um, while the Sega Genesis version is Amer- like Western developed and more action oriented, it's a infinitely funner game. You, know, you have a, you have a scimitar weapon. You can actually sort of feel like you're defending yourself. Maybe it boils and, down to what system you owned as a kid. Yeah, but um, but even but, if that's the case, you're wrong if your favorite version is the Super Nintendo version. Yeah, I mean, uh, this game it, actually became a pack-in game at, at some point. Yeah, like if it's the year 2019 and any one of these games is at your fingertips at all times, and if you still choose the Super Nintendo version over the Sega Genesis version, you're just wrong and you're being stubborn. Yeah, like <laughs> so. if, if if like next week we'll we'll get it, we'll talk we'll talk about the Lion King games and they're virtually yeah. the same for both systems. Yeah, but without this Aladdin game, you know that's how we got Earthworm Jim. Yes, pretty yeah. much shiny got its you know kind of. What uh, I think, uh, I think Tommy Tallarico did uh, some of the music on the Genesis. Aladdin I think you're right. Can, I know uh, for sure that it, it you have Dave Perry in that team. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah. So you know some great music in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it looks. It still looks really good. Yeah. Well, because like I said, like the animators were involved in it. Like, yeah. It was sort of. It was a big deal. Like. It's it's definitely one of the better Disney games for sure. To this day. To this day, yes, exactly. Um, but again, also one of the best Genesis games. <laughs> like I would say, it's a top ten Genesis game. So yeah, I, I absolutely, absolutely love those video games. Yeah, we do. Um, uh, obviously, when this movie came out, it was a huge success. You don't say. <laughs> yeah, critically. <laughs> Um, critically and uh, financially, it was huge. Uh, most people agreed that sort of like it's a great movie. Maybe not as good as a couple of the most previous ones. Like, not as good as Beauty and the Beast. And probably not as good as Little Mermaid. Sort of general consensus. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of criticisms for the movie because of how stereotyping it was i mean yeah. so many 
so many of the characters have very um, exaggerated stereotypical features of the Middle East. Right. And that was, you know, and they're absolutely right. And I, there's nothing I could say to argue against any of that. No, no, it's... Yeah, yeah. with the exception of Aladdin and Jasmine, who, like, as time went on, like, I saw, I was watching a trailer for one of the straight-to-video sequels, and I was like, are they making them, like, the Sultan, Aladdin and Jasmine, or, like, the skin tone is getting lighter and lighter? Yeah, <laughs> noticeably lighter. Yeah, I'm just like, mm. So, I mean, that that, that was... You know, and there was controversy around that, around the the original lyrics of Arabian Nights, um, <laughs> Raja's uh, uh, <laughs> supposed line of uh, the "Good teenagers take off your clothes." Yeah, it's like it's the normal message that was in there. It um, was Aladdin said, "Scat, good tiger, take off and go." Yeah, 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 but yeah. So it's dumb. And I think it, because it was so controversial, like they ended up just cutting the line altogether. Yep. Um, so like in modern versions of this movie, the line's not in there. Like they even say in commentary, it's like, no, there's no way we could have gotten away with something like that. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah. I have the VHS copy that, or we did that had that, the actual yeah. line in it. So, yeah. Um, and there's like, you know, there was some also issues with um, this similarities between this movie and the uh, thief and the cobbler that we talked about recently with Richard. Right. Like, yeah, I, it, there is, but it's just going to be like, we're going to talk into similarities uh, to previously existing works next week for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the stuff is, and it always boils down to, you're making an adaption of something like, you know, or you're making setting it in a certain time, a certain place, a certain area, and there's bound to be similarities. I mean, they're adapting it from a very old story. Yeah. And they're, and, and, they're trying, and they, to, trying they do, to like make it not violent. <laughs> they, do, they do a relatively good job at retelling that story. Like they hit the majority of the beats. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually really impressed, and it's it's you know, it's relatively faithful, all things considered. Um, it's not 100% faithful, and they obviously take some liberties with a lot of stuff. But at the same time, like the m- major story beats are there, and it has a good message behind it in the end. Yeah. So, but it's so yeah. it's got the it's got the same like you know, uh, doesn't matter where you come from, kind of thing. Um, do, do you remember years and years ago, and not that long ago, but there was going to be another live-action Aladdin before this one came out? I remember there were rumors about it, but I don't know it, if I saw anything more than that. It was going to be called Genies. Um, and it was going to be a live-action prequel to Aladdin. And at one point, Disney said that they were going to uh, make this movie using unused lines that Robin Williams performed. Uh, this is before he passed away, though. <laughs> yes, and then... Uh, but no, because this is 2015. Oh, so the, that would have been... Yeah, that would have been distasteful, I think. 
Yeah, but his will actually states that uh, Disney cannot use his likeness for 25 years. After the fact? Yeah. Yeah. After his death, they can't, like, there's 25-year grace period, and then you can, <laughs> then it's yeah. game on, I guess, from Disney. So, um, so there's a bunch of audio f- that they have that you just can't use. Yes. So, yeah. If they, if, it's one of those weird things, or if that wasn't in his will, we'd probably have some sort of weird live-action Aladdin prequel with Robin Williams in it. Yeah. Like, and that's insane to think about. Like, Disney was, like, going forward <laughs> with this project. The fact though, the fact that, that that was even in his will showed you that maybe even though he kind of smoothed things out with Disney, it wasn't, it, it still wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like he, he, like he made the joke was like the only reason Mickey Mouse has three fingers is because, so he can't pick up the check. Yeah. Uh, it, it was an exact line from Robin Williams. So <laughs> that's, you know, you know, uh, I still, it's the funniest thing in the world to me when uh, watching the new li- uh, live action Aladdin and the words, a guy Richie film appear on the screen. Yeah, it's super weird. Like, it's like, what? What? <laughs> really? Yeah. Because <laughs> it doesn't feel like a guy Richie film. Yeah, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, Snatch, and Aladdin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like okay, Guy Ritchie, whatever. Like, like I don't know what. I never bothered looking in like what his reasoning was for doing a, this adaption. Why to he his, was involved? To his credit, this is for like those two movies. Yeah, there's no like really like rough around the edges. British guys threatening to kill each other. Yeah, just a bunch of other characters threatening to constantly kill yeah. each other. <laughs> um. Yeah, so you know, let, let's let's do you want to i'm gonna ask every time now do you want to rank it or do you want to like go through the movies i think we should let's rank it first rank it first yeah okay i got my lists here ready to go nick yeah robin hood no beauty and the beast no jungle book yes yes oh lad should I call you? Should I call you Al or Din or Lad or just or just Laddie? Yeah, just Laddie. <laughs> All right, so Nick, number three on your list. That's that's big for me because I love Jungle Book, but Aladdin's yeah. really good, man. It's All right, really... the JJ list. Okay, I I have a prediction. Let's see if I'm you right. Do? Yeah, let's, I just, do. let's just let's. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the words, and you're gonna say yes or no. Ready? Okay. Jungle Book. No. You're wrong already. Okay. <laughs> this is my this I'm Aladdin. I love Aladdin more. Jungle Book. I love Aladdin yeah. more than everything else on this list so far. It's my number one favorite movie. <laughs> it's your number one favorite movie for one week. <laughs> for one single. For one whole week. Spoiler alert. Yeah. So. So it, no. We yeah. we both think highly of this movie. It's it's pretty hard to argue against this being. I I mean, I watched I, I watched this yesterday, and I've seen this mm-hmm. movie dozens of times. Yeah, I, like I would say, virtually yearly since it came out in 1992. Yeah, it's um, 
And I still laugh at the scenes where I'm supposed to laugh at. I still tear up when Genie's getting freed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think of the songs a lot, like hum things in my head. And yeah. Things like uh, this movie has everything for me. And I love it. I love it deep in my soul. <laughs> like, there's a there's an age group that you and I are in. We have JJ and I have an age gap. Spoilers, I'm old. Yeah. Uh, but there's an age group where this movie kind of hits a chord. Like I remember yeah. watching this movie like on a, on a rainy day in like eighth grade, and my teacher's like, "We're just gonna watch Aladdin today." Like, great, <laughs> let's do yeah. that. Yeah. Um. So you know, it, it's I think this movie came out in 1992. It had a budget of $28 million. Its final worldwide gross is $504 million. Good lord. It was the number one movie in 1992. Which is big for Disney, because even the things like we've had, like Beauty and the Beast and stuff, wasn't number one. Like, this is number one. This is the this biggest is, this is their, This is their monster hit. Yeah. Now... I'm going to be honest. You look at the other movies of the year that are higher grossing, and you're like, mm, "This deserves to be that." Yeah. Uh, Let's give me the top twenty. <laughs> uh, well, I can give you the top ten. That's Let's do the top story. ten. So, number one, Aladdin. Yep. Number two, The Bodyguard. It had the, it had that good song. <laughs> yeah, that's the like that movie lived on the success of the soundtrack alone. Of the um, song not, that Dolly Parton did better. Sorry, she yeah. did. I'm not saying it's a, I'm not necessarily saying it's um, an awful song, no. an awful movie. Well, but, it's not an but, awful movie. It's got awful moments. Yeah. Uh, number three, Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. I I I love Home Alone Two. Yeah, I it's I exponentially worse than Home Alone 1, but that doesn't make it a bad movie. <laughs> I don't know that I agree with that. Uh, I, I mean, I... The Bird Lady's a problem. I don't, say, I, don't, I don't think it's as good as Home Alone 1, but I don't think it's, like, tremendously worse. I'm not saying also, that. Also, also, JJ, Turtle Dimes. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Basic Instinct. That movie was known for one thing, basically. Yeah. Number five. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. You know what it is. Everyone knows what that is. Yeah, sure we do. If you hear basic instinct, you know what the answer to that question is. Um, number five, it's Lethal Weapon 3. That was not a good Lethal Weapon. <laughs> oh. Uh, that made three, and it made $322 million. That wasn't the, that was not diplomatic immunity. <laughs> No, this was the one with Joe Pesci in it, I think. Yes. Um, number six, Batman Returns. I I really like Batman Returns. It's uh, super Tim Burtony. Yeah, it, it, like he kind of went off the rails. Like it went like Batman is like crazy Tim Burtony, and then Batman Returns is like pull it in. <laughs> yeah. Um, number seven, A Few Good Men. That's a great movie. Um, that's a great movie and iconic movie. Like, <laughs> so it also uh, has one defining scene. Yes. Um, number eight, Sister Act. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I, I didn't have a problem with Sister Act. That was also Touchstone, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. 
number nine, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay, I love that movie, but it's dumb. Yes, incredibly dumb. But it had a great score. Oh yeah, and it's also it also has Keanu Reeves in it, which doing a British accent, doing a British accent, so you absolutely cannot go wrong with this movie. No, it's great. Uh, it's a great cast, man. Yeah, it's it's. I don't. It's it's a good movie in the sense that like if you just pick out like performances like Gary Oldman's great in this movie. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins is Van Helsing. As the old drunk Van Helsing, lecherous <laughs> Van Helsing. Got Renona Ryder in it. And, yeah. like, it's, and, and it's a Francis Ford Coppola movie, which yeah. you know, is this crazy thing. Like you don't really, it, Yeah. It, this movie it's very much hot topic presents Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's 1992's adaption of Dracula. <laughs> and rounding out the top 10, number 10, highest grossing movie of 1992. You want to take a shot? Just for fun. Uh, I couldn't hazard a guess. Wayne's World. Okay. Like, also yeah, a really good movie. All right. I'm, I'm all in for Wayne's World. I like, I like most of the movies on this list. Yeah, and okay, I'll bring you to Academy Awards. Uh, picture of the year. I'm going to guess that would be 92. You're going to, <laughs> you're going to be wrong. I'm just, I'm just assuming because you're going to think about something I've already said or something else. And then you're going to be wrong. No. You should uh, get it. You should get it. You of all people should get it. <laughs> what? What? 92? The pig? The, the best picture? Best picture of 1992. I of all people should get it. I don't know. Unforgiven. Oh, <laughs> like it's just like it's, 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 it's a movie where once you realize it's in 1992, you're like, oh yeah, <laughs> I just swore. Yeah. I never remember that. <laughs> this is the part where JJ swears. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, um, audio. <laughs> yeah, the uh, uh, it's not my favorite western. Yeah, but like, but yeah, you have Unforgiven, but also the other nominees are The Crying Game. A Few Good Men, Howard's End, and Scent of a Woman. None of those movies are fun. No. <laughs> not, not a one of those. Like, the top ten list, there's a lot of fun movies in there. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> Scent of a Woman is the closest to being remotely, like, fun, and it's not. <laughs> this boy's got a integrity. Yeah, so yeah, Best Director is Clint Eastwood for Unforgiven. Mm-hmm. Right. Best Actor is Al Pacino. Best Actress is Emma Thompson for Howard's End. Best Supporting Actor is uh, Gene Hackman. Best Supporting Actress is Marissa Tomei for My Cousin Vinny. That's <laughs> right. I actually like My Cousin Vinny more than Unforgiven JJ. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, so uh, yeah, that's... Uh, that's th- Those are your movie, that, that Those are your top ten movies. I, I've now officially lost my... My uh, 1992 in film. Here we go. Uh, let's look at some of the other movies that opened in 1992, shall we? Mm-hmm. I'm just scrolling through. Free Jack. <laughs> Free Jack. What is? I don't know that one. Uh, it stars Emilio Estevez, Mick Jagger, Renee Russo, and Anthony Hopkins. That. What in the what? What? <laughs> All it, right then. It's like a future, like, uh, time travel movie where they, like, 
snatch people from the it, it's minority report okay like they're time traveling to like at the moments of their deaths and uses like the bodies it's called free jacking and it's a dystopian future and it's it's bananas <laughs> and it's, it's and it stars Mick Jagger all it, <laughs> I have to watch it now I you know what I recommend it okay <laughs> Uh, what else we got? The Great Mouse Detective re-release. Yeah. On the same day as Wayne's World. Uh, Radio Flyer. Um, See, that was another we watched it in school. <laughs> movie. It's, it's a Richard Donner film starring Elijah Wood. <laughs> yeah. 1992. This um, is before he did North. <laughs> the uh, Universal Pictures, Sylvester Stallone, Estelle Getty vehicle stopped for my mom. Or my mom will shoot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Memoirs of an Invisible Man, which is a John Carpenter movie that uh, starring Chevy Chase and Daryl Hannah. <laughs> the comedy. Yes. Uh, Lawnmower Man. I really like Lawnmower Man. The CG does not hold up <laughs> at all. Yeah. Oh, Meatballs 4. Okay. Oh, okay. My Cousin Vinny, Basic Instinct, Ladybugs. Oh, God. The Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. Movie. Soccer movie. Soccer movie. Like, like last week, you mentioned we had Robert Dangerfield. Why are they yeah. still giving him movies? And they're giving him inappropriate movies. Like him being uncomfortably horny doing jokes with like with the background of peewee soccer yeah like yeah, i don't like it i don't like, like it <laughs> like back to school caddyshack that's fine yeah he works there but how about white men can't jump that's a that's a movie that i unapologetically love <laughs> um i mentioned last week about when i brought up like oh bingo i saw that movie yeah uh, because i'll see any movie that's a dog movie especially in that era and this is when beethoven came out Nineteen ninety two. Yep, it's this is uh Beethoven was like in the it was probably the best of the dog movies in this era. Oh, oh absolutely. It was yeah. above and beyond any other dog movie that was out. Even Beethoven's second was okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not as good, but you know. No, it, it was fun. Um a major uh animated film, uh Fern Gully. There we go. We finally get to Fern Gully. Yeah, so Fern Gully's out. Uh, so opens the same day as a Disney movie that has a, uh, I have a soft spot for and always will is Newsies. Uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale and Bill Pullman. Yep. <laughs> uh, I have various reasons for liking Newsies. Uh, in high school, I was in choir, and that was a song that – the Seize the Day song was a song that I will never forget because I had to learn it. And it's a song when you're in choir, you sing a song. That's a song every day until you perform it on stage. And so, now Jay is going to do a few bars. Yeah. Let's go. Open the gates and seize the day. <laughs> don't be afraid and don't delay. <laughs> but um, no, I love, I love Newsies. I, it's a, it's a musical now. Yes, the, yes. Yeah, all... it was the musical then. <laughs> yeah, but it's all—it's like a—it's a stage musical. Now. Yes, I—I want to say it's on Hulu, maybe. Maybe. Newsies? No, yeah. I own Newsies, so I don't need to. Or just—or just hold out for like 
five more months. It'll be on Disney Plus. And or there'll be a remake of Newsies in theaters. (laughs) Still Christian Bale. Still with Christian Bale. Cursing at the boom mic guy. He'll he'll be the bad guy yelling at the news kids like, oh, good for you. (laughs) Great job. Great effort job. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, Sleepwalkers. That's okay. Sleepwalkers is okay. The Babe. The uh, John Goodman Babe Ruth movie. Well, that's not a good movie. That is not a good movie. It sounds like it should be a great movie. It is not. This is when John Goodman was the thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 last week he did uh, what was it, uh, King Ralph? King Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. John Goodman, modern John Goodman, phenomenal. This like, era of John Goodman, like, if he's not in Roseanne, no. Like, once I you get to like Big Lebowski, oh yeah. brother era, so brother John Goodman. There. Yeah, uh, the Ten Cloverfield Lane. He is so unbelievably good in. Or even <laughs> he's kind of fun in Skull Island. Yeah, no, I love him in Skull Island too. Yeah, yeah super into that. K two, I remember K two. That was that. Uh, uh, isn't that that uh, mountain one that we're trying to make mountain movies a thing? <laughs> this is like falling alive. I think. Yeah, live live wire. Okay, is that that Pierce Brosnan movie? Yes. Uh, Poison Ivy, <laughs> Lethal Weapon Three, Alien yep. Three. Ugh. Ugh. David Fincher's Alien Three. <laughs> Ugh. I I don't know. I I bought that set, dude, and I don't know if I'm ever gonna get around to watching that one. Yeah, just watch it, just for the sake of it, because you. It's fun to be reminded of, like, oh yeah. <laughs> I've I've seen it. I just like I just. The creature effects in Alien 3 are fun still. <laughs> like, But, do you know what opened against Alien 3? What's up? Encino Man. <laughs> See, there you go. That's a that's a generally good movie, in my opinion. Everyone agrees that Encino Man's a great movie. Yeah, also, if you op- don't, you're no fun. Same Day was also uh, Far and Away, the Ron Howard movie that starred Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. <laughs> right. In 1992. <laughs> like, they're still a thing then. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Patriot Games. Okay. That's when uh, Harrison Ford is playing uh, uh, Jack. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pinocchio re-release. Okay. In, uh, June. So, didn't know that. Opened the week after uh, Batman Returns. Not great timing. No, no. A League of Their Own. Came out another phenomenal movie. Absolutely fantastic movie. Yeah. Uh, the very next week after a League of Their Own is Cool World. <laughs> Boy, that's mm, that movie. It has problems. V- lots of. Lots or of should problems. I say, I have problems with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think most people have problems with it. The people in it, I'm assuming, have problems with it. Going back, it's like Brad Pitt probably doesn't look back with much enthusiasm about the cool world. <laughs> Remember when you slept with a cartoon character? <laughs> nope. Nope, do not. You sure? Nope. Because it was no, I don't remember cool world being a thing. <laughs> Please get out of my way, security. Yeah. <laughs> um a also the same day as Cool World opened Prelude to a Kiss, Big Whoop, but mm. also 
Universal Soldier. Uh, Hell yeah. Roland Emmerich's uh, best movie. <laughs> well, I mean, I liked Independence Day as well, but... Universal Soldier's better. <laughs> There's... Dolph Lundgren's great that movie. Yeah. It's broken! Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Oh, are we already in the sequel? Huh? Yeah. Right, yeah, Shark the Kids was like 89, I think. Okay. This is okay. Yeah. Bebe's Kids? I, my dad loves Bebe's Kids. What? Okay. I, I, I don't, dude, I cannot explain it to you, but my what? dad was loved Bebe's Kids. Is he just a big fan of Faison Love? Or. Um. I. My dad, for being a a big tone Loke fan, (laughs) my dad, for being a old white man, loves urban humor. Okay, (laughs) yeah, yeah, and I can't fault the man. He just loves every single one of the Friday movies. Dude, he loves the Friday movies. I guess the difference being is the Friday movies are actually genuinely fantastic. And and here's the thing: he he likes Day Day better than Smokey, and I argue with him about like what? How could you like Day Day better than Smokey? Uh, Oh, this is when the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, the Christy Swanson, yeah, yeah. Paul Um, Rubens, Redker Hauer pre-TV series Buffy the Vampire it's, uh, Whedon still had worked on this though, right? Uh, yes, he was because it's his like screen it's his life. baby, it's, yeah yeah. it was alright yeah. um, Three Ninjas which turned into a <laughs> franchise how? Uh, the, the only legacy Three Ninjas has for me is the sequel that had Hulk Hogan in it and the only the only reason I know to remember that is because he was wearing the wig the hairpiece that he had in the movie while wrestling at the time. Yeah, oh, the, the straw-looking... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Raising, Raising Cain, Brian De Palma movie, Unforgiven, Digstown. I like Digstown. Yeah, I, I did until James Woods was... <laughs> yeah, yeah, James Woods ends up like ruining a lot of movies that you're like, oh yeah, that's right, James But, but Lewis Gossett's good at it. Lewis Gossett, Bruce Dern. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I, like I have to at some point draw the line at where my uh, art from artist. Yeah, <laughs> it it gets problematic. Yeah, yeah, just like man, a personal favorite of mine because of how terrible it is that it's silly. Pet Cemetery Two. <laughs> oh my god! With uh, so bad. with Ed, with Eddie Furlong. <laughs> yeah, uh, Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. And where it's just, it's a bunch of idiots and jerks that just get turned into bigger jerks and idiots through the pet cemetery. Dead is better! (laughs) Dead is better! Yeah, take the subtle, haunting line from the first one and just make it like a wrestling catchphrase. Yeah, as as this woman is on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Just like, good job, guys. You really hit the the subtlety. It's it's about... it's about as subtle as the new Godzilla movie where it has uh, Ghidorah on the mountaintop with a cross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the foreground. Hits you over the head with subtlety. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you want to watch a movie with Clancy Brown watching Rabbit Tomp, this movie is for you. <laughs> also, uh, Firewalk With Me opened the same day as Pet Cemetery 2. The Twin Peaks movie. The Twin Peaks movie. And it's... The prequel. That movie's, that, yeah, it's a prequel. That movie's actually really good, but every... Like, People hate it because it's not weird. 
Yeah. It's just like this dead serious, like procedural cop drama. <laughs> like if you want to see how we got to Laura Palmer. Yeah. Yeah. It's David Lynch, like being peak David Lynch without the weirdness of, <laughs> of Twin Peaks. So it's, yeah. it's cool. Sneakers, huh? That came out I love sneakers. There you go. Came out in 1992. My password is my identity. It's my identity, or my my voice is my identity. <laughs> Robert Redford, Dan Aykroyd, Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Who else is in that movie? I don't know. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, what is, um, River Phoenix is in that movie. Okay. Like yeah, that's right. Roles. <laughs> Sydney Poitier is in it too. Thank yeah, you. he sure is. Sure is. Um, Captain Ron came out this year. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> Last of the Mohicans. Um, I'm a big, big Michael Mann fan, so of course I've seen Last of the Mohicans. Daniel Day Lewis in that, right? Yes, Daniel Day Lewis. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Always be closing. <laughs> Always be closing. Uh, a personal favorite of both me and you. Another Disney movie. Uh, a little movie st- uh, starring Emilio Estevez. The Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks. Quack, I, uh, quack, quack, Mr. Ducksworth. Absolutely love The Mighty Ducks with a passion. And it is know a, it's a great movie. Uh, it is a favorite of mine and also my favorite hockey team. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. What about cartoon? Did you like The Mighty Ducks cartoon? No, I didn't. Because <laughs> it's no, bad. I, um, I, I relished uh, when JJ gets a hockey team here in a year or two, and he and I could argue about it. <laughs> um, no, I love the Mighty Ducks of all of the children's based sports movies. It's yeah. Like, that's my favorite, but with like, you know, the Sandlot coming up for, behind, you know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of, it's the, I like the Sandlot a little bit more, but I love Mighty Ducks. The, the thing I take away from Mighty Ducks, cause I watched heavy, heavyweights with my son recently. Yeah. Is most of the cast from Mighty Ducks is in heavyweights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and what else? Um, think of um uh joshua jackson was in fringe and he was like a star of that show i'm sitting there like i recognize him from something (laughs) google 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 (laughs) i mean keenan is in the mighty ducks yes he is yeah it's fun to watch his career trajectory it's it's like good for you keenan yeah uh the tom Selleck baseball movie mr baseball I love Mr. Baseball, JJ. I assumed you did. I just assumed you did. I didn't. <laughs> I suggest you bunt. I suggest you bunt. <laughs> um, of Mice and Men. That's the uh, Gary Sinise one. Yeah, and when we say the yeah. Gary Sinise one, we mean he's both in it and directed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. 1492. Uh, <laughs> uh... Uh, Ridley Scott just really just stinking up the joint. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Ridley Scott. Which is <laughs> um, A River Runs Through It, Robert Redford movie, starring Brad Pitt. Yep. Um, Under Siege. Casey F. and Ryback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another movie that's a personal favorite of mine that I love, Candyman. Oh, the Tony Todd. Tony Todd. Yep, that's that, a very that movie's good. good. It's like the last great slasher film. It's the last, yeah, like 
this was like at the end of that, like bef- until Scream comes along. Yeah, just, this is like the candy man's a good way to end things. Yeah, we're just sort of treading water until Scream sort of rears its head. Um, Doctor Giggles. <laughs> oh my god! I remember seeing that the. When I, my family and I went to Universal Studios around the time this that came out, and they were promoting the hell out of Doctor Giggles <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Public Eye, which is also a Universal movie at the exact same time. Pure Country. Oh man! Oh my God! George Strait movie. <laughs> Here's the thing about Pure Country. It's awful, but I really like Pure Country. <laughs> uh. Uh, here's also the thing about Pure Country. They're still making them. Why? That, that Pure Country th- 3 came You know out what? You're right. You, you cannot want... That's right, because you wander to a Walmart, and there he is. Pure Country. Not with George Strait, though. With someone else. Yeah. Uh, and, hey, Pure Country 3... Uh, I'm trying to see if there's like if there's a name in it that's even remotely recognizable. Willie Nelson plays himself in it. Uh, what? <laughs> okay. Distributed distributed by Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. Uh, the production company is WWE Studios. That oh my lord! Well, that I'm never watching that movie then. <laughs> uh, it's Reservoir such Dogs. good. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. There you go. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's sort of breakout. Breakout. Um, um, So, you know, there's, that's a big movie. Yeah. Passenger 57. Always bet on black. black. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Love potion number nine. Oh Lord. Uh, Malcolm X. Came out this year. Did, did he not, did Denzel not get nominated for that movie? He must have. I didn't see. I, I, I have to go back and look. But uh, oh, 1982 was when Bad Lieutenant came out. When what? Bad Lieutenant came out in 1982. Really? I could have sworn that was an older movie, but yeah. <laughs> nope. Well, Harvey we... Keitel, Bad Lieutenant, 1992. Oh, oh, I get. You know, I get Bad Lieutenant mixed up with Copland sometimes. Copland. Well, even yeah. that. Even Copland is. <laughs> <laughs> like oh. around the same time. Like, oh, oh right. <laughs> uh, Home Alone Two, Aladdin, The Bodyguard, The Distinguished Gentleman, A Few Good Men, The Muppet Christmas Carol. It's a personal favorite of yours. It's my uh, Michael Caine is my favorite Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> what's What's the joke, JJ? How do you say his name correctly? Just say the words "my cocaine" very slowly. <laughs> My cocaine. <laughs> uh, toys, which we talked about at. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, here's your 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 cast list is Mike of uh, uh, Robin Williams, Joan Cusack, Robin Wright, and LL Cool J and Jamie Fox. <laughs> Very young Jamie Fox, apparently. Yeah, 1992 Jamie Fox. This is like in Living Color era. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hoffa came out this year. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Directed by Danny DeVito. And rounding out the year, uh, Lorenzo's Oil. Um, only 
<laughs> it's Laurentis Oil was directed by George Miller of Mad Max fan. Yeah. So <laughs> Does it tell you something? Yeah. Or nothing. George Miller does because there's two things George Miller is known for. Mad Max and family movies. <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, Lorenzo's Oil is neither of those. <laughs> it's it's a it's 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 a cure for like a movie about like a child with a disease, like you know, like it's very heavy. I guess yeah. I've not seen it, so I don't. Uh... Yeah, starring Nick Nolte. So, oh, and he was still three. around then. That's right. Yeah, he wasn't quite. Uh, he he wasn't quite uh, the train wreck that he yeah. is now. So, so yeah, that's. Uh, Let's go back to the Academy Awards and see if you're right. If was he nominated for Malcolm X? I guess that would be because it was late in the year, so maybe the Academy Awards for him would be next year. Maybe. maybe. I know he didn't win for it. Certainly didn't win. That's for sure. Let's see. He 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 didn't win till. Uh, oh, there he is, Denzel Washington, Best Supporting Actor, Malcolm X. Yeah, so, he yeah. didn't win till uh, Training Day. Yeah, so there we go, Aladdin. Nailed it. It's a great movie, guys. Love it. Number one on my list. Number three on Nick's. Mm-hmm. And next week, uh, another unstoppable juggernaut in this Disney march. Um, it's sort of after after next week, which is the Lion King, you start trending downward again. Um, but it's not a steady. It's not a steady downward trend. Yeah, it's uh, the, the, it's it's hard to follow up these yeah. these two movies. And the and the immediate one after Lion King, we'll just say it now, is Pocahontas, and that has a lot of problems. <laughs> but it's an okay, still yeah. an okay movie. Yeah. But, so, um, yeah. Join us for yeah. Disney's Hamlet next week. <laughs> yeah, next week Disney's Hamlet. Nick, uh, uh, King of the Jungle. Uh, <laughs> Dad's a ghost. His uncle reserves him. Yeah, it's all there. Yeah. Uh, where we'll get into a deep, long discussion about. What is plagiarism? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kimba, but, the white lion. <laughs> but until then, thank you all again for joining us and see you next week and have a magical day. Bye.